0: The only Dave Pearls Berlin
2: say what,
0: Doc? I'm glad we're socially distancing ourselves from each other today. Woo! gosh, I was worried there for a second, man. So true. Uh, Dave, I will uh tell you right off the bat, and this is pretty much the only coronavirus thing I'm gonna talk about today. Sweet. Um,
3: okay. I'd I- actually rather talk about the coronavirus than you brushing your teeth, but <laughs>
0: you know. hey, it's important. It's just as important as people washing their hands, dental hygiene. That's a fact. But that's, that's not true. what I'm. It's not what I'm talking about. I am talking about the joy I have found with soft soaps, j- uh, jasmine mint soap. Oh, interesting. Oh my God, the smell, dude! It's just such a. Intoxicating. It's not overpowering. You're not like, oh, it's too much. Nope. But it's not. It's not like one of those soaps that you don't even smell at all. It's just this nice. Mm-hmm. It just wafts in, and you're just like, oh, what was that? Yes! Oh, is that my soap. God, that soap smells good. That's right. Man, I'll tell you, it's been a joy to wash my hands with that soap.
4: Fantastic,
0: Dave. Fantastic. But where did you get this from? Uh, well, it's already. I'm, I already ran out. It's normally everywhere. Uh, I think I got it at Publix like a month ago, but of course they're completely sold out. But uh, when the world stops being over, I'm gonna go back to Publix and get some and it'll be fantastic. I'm very excited about it. Okay. I uh, Googled it, and of course, people are selling it on eBay. If you wanna pay a ton for it, you can get it on eBay. No, thank you. Yeah, I'll pass for right now. But Dave, let's just get it out there. Let's put it out. Some info. I know everybody's concerned. The listeners are worried about it. They've been asking about it. The markets are falling into recession. There's pandemonium in the streets. Yes, listeners, it's true. Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas are, rom- are romantically associated. Yes. yes. Ooh. Yes. They have been dating. Where did dating. you find that out? Uh, People was the first place I found oh. it out, Dave people. Okay. The obvious choice for all of your gossip news. Sure. If you're like me, Dave, you had no clue who Ana De Armas is because you don't follow in inter- nope. Well, she's actually a pretty big deal. Word. She's she's uh, she's got a, a lot of uh, a lot of gigs recently in the entertainment industry, Dave. And uh, you know, we should probably know more about what's going on than we do. But uh, you know for me she hasn't come up on Reese Witherspoon's Instagram yet so I have no idea who she is nope uh, by the oh. way Dave the Doc G show now officially follows Reese, Reese Witherspoon that's right that's right boom we're waiting for her to follow us back so far hasn't happened yet strange don't really not feeling the love from Reese I don't know why it's like she has 27 million followers or something Well, you know, maybe once
3: she uh, has some more slowed down time at home. Exactly. um, There we go. She'll 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 follow.
0: She'll notice. She'll notice the big deal that is the Doc G show that followed her. Uh, I got derailed, Dave. Ana DeArmas. That's okay. And I think I'm saying her name right. I think. Hopefully I'm not saying it completely wrong. But she's... uh, I had no idea. She's going to be in the new Bond movie. So true. The new Bond movie. Oh. Yeah. Did you know... There are 27 Bond movies out there right now. Jeez! Holy crap,
3: that's a lot. No,
0: I had no idea. Yeah, 27 since '62 or something like that. How many of you watch? Wow. My dad is
3: a huge James Bond fan, so I've watched probably most of them.
0: Oh wow! So he he's definitely though watched all of them. That's a fact. Oh yeah. I think I'm in like. Eight. I forgot what
3: channel it was, but they used to come on a lot.
0: Oh yeah, they uh, would they would run like pretty much all of
3: them in a row. Um, right. And so my dad would have it on all night and, uh, he used to buy the, like the DVD packs where it would come like four of the Bond movies. Yeah. In a row.
0: Yeah. I and don't know if you'd those. like, if you count whole James Bond movies, you know, cause I've seen a lot of clips, like you were saying, <laughs> uh, when they run on TV, I'll, I'll catch like 15 minutes and then I'm like, I'm good. So true. You know, especially, yep. especially the new ones with Daniel Craig. Those I definitely, I've seen like 20 minutes and I'm like, all right, action scene. All right, he he skylined down a building and then b- b- parachuted off of a plane. Cool, got it. You know? I
3: feel like his his series of the James Bond ones are like snoozers. Like you put the movie on to fall asleep to it, not because you want to watch the whole thing. No, it's,
0: it's, 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 you know, it's, he's what? just a little bit not... <sighs> debonair enough to be Bond, dare I say. Mm -hmm. I think that's what I want to say. He's not debonair enough.
3: That's a a good word for it.
0: Yeah, thanks. I don't usually have good words, but every now and then, every now and then it happens. (laughs) Tittle-tattle. Um... But yeah, I think Dave, my favorite was Pierce Brosnan. He's my favorite. That's a fact. The Golden oh, Eye. the
3: classic. Yeah, Golden, Golden Eye.
0: Eye. Now, with you, the video game and everything. You get an older person like you know, like my like my parents older, they'll be into The Sean Connery, you know, the original. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. they're original. But I Pierce Brosnan, he came back, Golden Eye, like you said, 64 game, such a great Nintendo 64 game. Yeah. You got to give it to him. But I'm thinking New James Bond, David Beckham. That's what I'm thinking. Ooh, yeah.
3: I like it. Yeah.
0: Although, I will say, I mean, he's a sexy dude. Yes! I'm No doubt. Sexy dude. Yes! I just actually Check. today saw a picture of him shirtless with his uh, son doing a little soccer mm-hmm. training. He's getting a little bit of an old Look. old man bond. I mean, like, Look, he's in skin shape. skin getting a little... He's Stretched in shape. Out. He's in shape. He's got the abs. Everything's there, but it's just it's it's a little bit, you know, a, weathered. Yeah, a little bit, you know. Girl, and I mean, on. hey, props to him. Sad to hear. Props to him. He's ripped. He's ripped like a mofo. I'm just saying, it's just a little bit. He's
3: ripped like a mofo. <laughs>
0: ripped like a mofo. Let's get real. Let's get. Anyways, I got derailed yeah. again, Dave. Girl, we got to get back to the big news. Dang it. Ben Affleck and Anna Armas, Dave, Hollywood Life, which is uh, apparently a website. That's a fact. They told me that Ben Affleck is, quote, smitten as a kitten. Say what? That's right. Wow. Yeah.
3: Quote well, in quotations.
0: Yeah. And uh, then they go on to say uh, they have so much in common, which made it easier for him to fall for her, mm. which mm. I find a little bit hard to believe since Ana's is from Cuba and she's 31 and... You know, Ben Affleck's 47 and from Boston, but maybe she too dresses up as Batman. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Maybe she is, ba- or Robin. You know, maybe, may- oh, maybe, good ma- maybe, good, good, good together. You know, uh, they got back mm. just now from a, a whole tour of the Caribbean, Dave. They went to her native Cuba, which is, that's got to be pretty awesome. Oh. You know. Because, like, I like to do that. Fine
3: flying private jet there. Well, I, I'm just saying... I'm, well, until they won't let you back in the United
0: States. I just like to have a local anywhere I go, you know? Somebody that's got the in, you know? I like to have oh, that yeah, person anywhere. with me, you know? Like, uh, when I used to hit up the conference scene a lot back in the day, one of my uh, mm-hmm. fellow lab co-workers, he was Chinese. And uh, he spoke Cantonese which is very common in many Chinatowns, Dave. So when we'd go to a, chi- a city with a Chinatown, Steve would be like, hey, we're hitting it up. And I'd be like, dope.
5: Sweet. And you
0: would go in, yes. you know, and I'd be like, Steve, what's the lowdown? And he'd speak a little Cantonese to the person. And he'd be like, oh, dude, this is the place to eat. You know, granted, most likely he was probably <laughs> just talking to that person and he was like, hey, could you rub your balls on this guy's food? It'll be hilarious. And I'm like <laughs> over there like, yes. All right. Nice. you like
3: the- we're
0: in. It still felt cool, <laughs> regardless, Dave. It felt cool. I got sidetracked again, Dave. I'm sorry. Um, oh,
3: no, this is great. You gotta. This is what the people want to hear. You wonder.
0: gotta wonder, Dave. Did has has Anna brought up his giant dragon tattoo yet? Like, were they were they cruising around Cuba and it got hot? And he took off his shirt and she was like, "Whoa, hmm. that's sort of like your whole back." it's a <laughs> it's a dragon. All right. Cool. Like I just wonder. I wonder.
3: I didn't know he had that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's got a huge tattoo. It was this really weird thing because he said it was for a movie, but then it wasn't for a movie and he said it was fake and it the wasn't movie fake. Never
3: happened. And
0: then he <laughs> then that was when he went into rehab and people were like, "Oh, he was just talking about it cuz he was an alcoholic." And you're like, what? "Okay, I guess" you know and apparently i didn't actually read the article but there was a new york uh, times article that talked about him getting sober and everything and he explained the mm-hmm. whole tattoo in there so i need to go back and dig follow up dave i'm telling you next week don't worry we're going to have it why ben affleck got a giant dragon tattoo on his back done yes anyways there we go. Uh, just so you know, Jennifer Gardner, uh, Jennifer Gardner, uh, Ben Affleck's ex-wife, she's weighed in on the new relationship too, and she says oh. she's happy for him. There you go. There you go. Oh, she's. Gl- you are. You know all of the. Yeah. All the. Gossip. Yeah. Gossip. I'm in. I'm in the circle, Dave. Ever since I've uh, followed Reese Witherspoon, so I basically become People Magazine. That's what I am. Just to let you know. Uh, and Jennifer Gardner, she's got a new man friend as well. And I gotta tell you, Jennifer, she's definitely got a type. Her type is somewhat Ben Affleck vibey. That's what she's got. Yes! He looks a little so Ben you're Afflecky. Next, then. What? No, I don't look like Ben Affleck. <laughs> I mean, I, I, my name's Ben. I think if, but I don't think
3: I can confuse you. Her. If you cleaned up a little bit, I think you
0: could. I could pull off a Ben Affleck. Say, oh what? man, yeah, that's big oh, talk. Yeah. I don't know. Ben Hooflick's pretty sexy. Yes! Anyways. Synopsis, Dave, the world has taken a bit of a hit over the last couple of weeks, but don't worry, because Ben Affleck's doing pretty good. So true. So there you go. There you go. Boom. Are you ready to fire up the show, Dave? Let's fire it up.
1: All three engines
0: up and burning. Two, one. Zero, and lift off. Day, fantastic show. My goodness. We have the multi-platinum, billboard-topping, stadium-touring, amazing group from right down the road in Middleburg, none other than red jumpsuit apparatus. My goodness. Boom. Very excited. They're gonna, It's, it's going to be good. Josh, John, Ronnie, we're going to talk. We're going to talk uh, uh, random topics. We're going to talk music. We're going to talk about Ronnie getting sober. We're going to talk about Josh joining the band when he was 17. What? Dang. Who joins a band That's when crazy. they're 17? It's nuts. Nuts. All right, but first, we need to start where we start. Birthday suit. Let's do it.
5: Happy birthday, Mr. President.
0: Okay, Dave. Um, This one you got. I forget what the other ones are for this. Uh, oh, one of them you don't have. Oh, come on. I'm pretty sure you don't have it. <laughs> But this one, you got this one. This one I'm confident on. Born on March 18, 1979 in Los Angeles, California, his father was the founder of the retail chain... M. Frederick, Frederick, I'm guessing. I've, I've never heard of it, mm. but he was the founder of that. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. His father was Jewish while his mother was Protestant. Our birthday superpower said he considers himself Jewish, although he's not very religious, but he's spiritual. So true. His okay. His parents were divorced when he was seven years old. Our birthday superpower started into music because of his mom and how she loved Fleetwood Mac and the Beatles. In high school, mm. our birthday suit wear started a group called Kara's Flowers with Mickey Madden, Jesse mm. Carmichael, and Ryan Dusick. The band released mm. their first album in 1997. They appeared on the show Beverly Hills 90210. I didn't know that. That's right. Um, ultimately, mm-hmm. Kara's Flowers broke up, and our birthday suit wear moved to New York. While there, he wrote a bunch of songs while uh, keeping a day job about his former girlfriend, Jane Herman, Mm. which became a new album for his band Maroon 5 called Songs About Jane. The album sold 10 million copies and the band ended up winning two Grammys from that album. The band has gone on to release five more albums and won seven total Grammys and over 120 million albums sold. Jeez. Outside of Maroon wow. 5, our birthday suit wearer was a judge on The Voice for eight years adam levine Adam Levine is correct Just wanted to make sure yes it could
3: have been any of them for could, a little it, bit could have there.
0: been any of them but i gotta be honest i would not be confident of you getting any of the other members of maroon five nope. not a, not at all <laughs> that would that would be i would be blown away i'd be like good lord dave is such a maroon five fan he is a <laughs> He is He is a, he is a fanatic. Superhero. He knows all of them. God, He's like a He knows the bass uh guitarist's he's, name. <laughs> he's like a boy band groupie. Good Lord, it's crazy. But no. I got their poster over my bed. He's 41 years old, that Adam Levine. 41. Looking pretty good 41, for 41. Looking, yeah, buddy. Looking pretty solid, you know. He oh, yeah. He makes He makes the ladies happy. The ladies like Adam Levine. They his, like
3: his his full body
0: tattoos. He's got some tattoos. <laughs> he performed at the Super Bowl in 2019 as well. That was the last. That was the last clue that I did not uh, that I did true. not add. Happy birthday, Adam Levine! Happy birthday, happy uh, birthday, buddy. Uh, Dave, it is time for a little segment called "Previously on the Doc G Show." Previously on The Doc G Show. Dave, uh, last week I mentioned a restaurant because we had the fantastic Southern Avenue on the show, and Southern Avenue is from Memphis. So true. And in passing, I mentioned a restaurant in their hometown of Memphis, and I didn't know their na- the, the name of the restaurant. Hmm. So I felt like I needed mm-hmm. to give its proper ado. And it would be Let's do it. Uncle Lou's fried chicken. Yes, man. When you showed me that picture, mm. oh mm. man. Mm. Mm. They got so I, uh, there's two things that set their chicken apart, Dave. He uh, Uncle Lou has a dry seasoning that he puts on the chicken called Corruption, and then he has a sauce which he calls Sweet Spicy Love. The sweet, spicy love and the corruption, that's what puts the chicken over the top, Dave. That's what puts it over the top. So true. Uh, Now, I'll say, Dave, I Googled them. I found out 1,557 Google reviews for Uncle Lou's fried chicken. Jeez. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, average rating. Pretty good average rating, Dave. Four point three. Four point six. I, oh. I I felt like it'd be higher. You know, yeah. there were some people dissing. Yeah. There were some people dissing. Hating on it. they 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 even got five reviews though, just for their Kool Aid. Wait, what? Who's reviewing oh, their Kool Aid, Dave? They were hating on the Kool Aid. No, Goodness. they were liking gracious. it. Like pretty much everybody okay. liked it. Yeah, pretty much everybody Dang liked it.
3: It must be that that good. Good then. But
0: I mean, like, what? That, like, how do you change Kool-Aid besides, like, hey, I'm going to put in a little bit more powder? Like, I don't see... You add, like, sugar on the side. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't see, like, you're putting a, hey, this has got a little cumin in there. What? How's that taste? Like, that doesn't work. I'm a little confused on that. But there were also a pretty good amount of reviews on their fried bologna sandwich, day. Sweet. And I got to say, oh. it's one thick piece of bologna they got going. Have you ever had some fried bologna, Dave? Hmm... Uh, you know, I don't think so,
3: but it sounds pretty
0: good, dude. That was a staple for me as a kid. So true. Probably one of the reasons why I was so chunky, Dave. But man, did yeah. I love my fried bologna. Whoop, whoop. Probably. I'm gonna
3: try that. Probably took. Like, have I haven't had bologna in so long. I know,
0: I know. That's what I was thinking. I was like, it probably took like five years off my life eating all that bologna. But I don't think I've had bologna since I was like eight. Nope like i mean i might have had it in you know, like an italian right now sandwich in the
3: grocery store there's definitely bologna
0: oh uh, yeah people leave bologna <laughs> that's for sure that's bologna for sure um dave i've gotta even though uh you know i was mentioning how great uncle Lou's is i gotta mention one one star review uh just because you okay. know that's what we do on here uh darius yes, stone Daria Stone writes, I called in at 6.30 p.m., got there, and food wasn't ready until 7.30 p.m. My hamburger bun smelt sour. Chicken wings were extremely small. Never again with 10 exclamation points. Never again with 10... Excla- Doesn't that seem a little
3: overboard? Yes! Like,
4: isn't that a I
0: mean, l- he waited
3: an hour for it?
0: You know, isn't that a little dramatic for small chicken wings though? Hmm. Like, I'm I not. Mean, but
3: you know, it's re- you're really bummed, and it's very frustrating when you pay like yeah, $10, twelve dollars for ten wings and they're like little baby wings. Yeah, I'm, I get his
5: frustration.
0: I'm not sure though if I'd use ten exclamation points even if Lou came over to my house, burn it down and the ashes like i'd still probably (laughs) that'd probably be like four i'd be like ah that guy's a exclamation point but like i mean 10 is a bit much i'm pretty sure in the written script of braveheart there aren't 10 exclamation points after freedom nope like i'm pretty sure there were like five there and he's yelling that as loud as he can come on 10 darius that's ridiculous nonetheless I don't care what Darius says. I'm headed to Uncle Lou's. I'm hitting it up. So, yeah, Darius, once again, not never again, once again, it's happening. Oh, yeah. It's happening. Dave, let's take a break right now. We're going to take a break. We're going to hear some music from our guest of honor, the one, the only, Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. This is Land Down Under right here on the Doc G Show. And we are back here on the Doc G Show. Dave. That's right. This is a little red jumpsuit apparatus, and it's got me hyped. Ready for some Rip from the Headlines. Are you ready to rip it?
3: Hmm. Let's rip it.
1: It's now time for Rip from the Headlines.
0: Okay, Dave. Considering the state of the world, uh, I could spend the next 20 minutes or so talking about the different... COVID-19 stories out there. Nope. I don't like that, Dave. Nope. That, that, I don't need that. I've been inundated with that. You're, you're keep, we're keeping
3: it to our, our
0: classics, I hope. No, no. I decided, you know what? We need some more stories that don't suck. That's right. So, this oh, rep from the okay. headlines Peace is all out. good story, stories. All there of them. we go. Solid stories. I Dave. thought we were gonna stick to our drugs and no, our no. Petty I mean, theft here, here's the thing. I was planning. I was planning on doing that, Dave, and then mm-hmm. I couldn't find any. Girl, come on. There it weren't. Hit you. There weren't any stories of them. I was like, come on. I was like, I mean, I know there has to be drugs going on still. I know there has to be <laughs> hilarious, uh, hilarious criminal stories. I don't see any. Right. It was upsetting. So anyways, we're going to do happy story, Dave. We're going to do stories that don't suck. Here they come. All righty. Dave, our first story is from the country Bhutan. Have you ever been to Bhutan, Dave? Hmm, I have not. Neither have I. Nope. Uh, it's a pretty small country. Stuck uh, stuck right between China and uh, India, Dave. It's right there. Sort of mm-hmm. s- Southeast China Asia. And India. Yeah. Okay. Uh, interestingly, Dave... Uh, one of the only Southeast Asia countries never have been colonized. Mm. That's right. Never. Mm. Ne- the, 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 these Asian folks said, suck it, Europe. You're not getting any of this sweet Bhutan. You know? You know what I'm to saying? Yeah. I've got to say, though, Dave, the head of their government, pretty awesome name. Pretty awesome title he gave himself. So the king of Bhutan, you know what his name is? Hmm. No. Dragon King.
5: Wait, what?
3: No, you're joking. No. That's it. The Dragon King, Dragon. Dave. Yeah. I mean, the King of Bhutan is great enough. G- the King of Bhutan. King.
0: Like, I mean, you can hear an MC saying that, right? The King of Bhutan, yeah. the Dragon King. I mean, come on. It's pretty sweet. It's pretty sweet right there. Um Man. Pretty tough government, though, too. Apparently, they had a ban on television until 1999. Jeez. What? Wow. Yeah. It's pretty tough. He must have been so smart. Pretty tough. But back in 2008, they had a new Dragon King. So uh, I, I'm i going to probably screw up his name, uh, but Jig Jigmay, Jigmay Wangchuk. <laughs> Jigmay Wangchuk was crowned the Dragon King of Bhutan.
4: Jigmay
3: Yes. Yeah, that's a beth, much better name than the, his real name. come <laughs> on! Keep it to Dragon King. Don't tell
0: King. him that. Uh, last month, I'm not, it, w- it was the Dragon King's 40th birthday. He was pretty young when he uh, became the Dragon King. He was only 28. Wow. And so he became wow. the Dragon King, and for the last 12 years, he's been dragoning it. Word. Whatever you do as the Dragon King. Dragoning. <laughs> um, and uh, Jigme made a statement about his birthday. And he asked the people of Bhutan to do one of three things in, in his honor for his birthday. He said, either plant a tree, adopt a stray animal, or clean up a, a, a neighborhood. Those were his three ask for his birthday. Sweet. Instead of saying, hey, get me some, you know, crown jewels and stuff, no. He said, we're gonna adopt a, a stray animal, uh, plant a tree or clean up a neighborhood. Pretty nice. Pretty nice. Um, you like to hear that from the royalty, you know? So, true. so yeah, this is nice job on the uh, Dragon King trying to spread positivity for his uh, birthday. Pretty nice. Pretty nice. Yeah, well done. Yes! Well done, Jigme Wang Chuck, Dragon King, King of Bhutan. Pretty long. He goes by his majesty. (laughs) That's a title. Uh, He goes by his majesty if you ever meet him, so just keep that in mind. He doesn't go by Dragon King Highness or anything Uh, like that. No, no. Good to know. Yeah. Uh, Okay, Dave, next story here. Um, As you were aware, some pretty big, uh, pretty negative people on the internet, some naysayers out there, you know? So true.
3: That is true. Um,
0: Well, attorney Kasim Rashid... (laughs) Uh, he, he's, he's been determined not to let those negative Nancys rain on his parade, you know? So mm, Rashid mm-hmm. is running for Congress in the 1st District of Virginia. And uh, while he's been politicking, he's been receiving some mm-hmm. pretty negative comments on the Internet, you know? Oh, come on. Uh And most of them have been related to his uh, uh, Muslim religion. Yeah. And uh, one in particular oh. was from Oz Dillon, a 66-year-old man in Fredericksburg, Virginia, right? Uh, Okay. Mr. Dillon had some uh, particular anti-Muslim tweet towards Rashid, and he uh, added him on the comment. And uh, instead Mm -hmm. of returning Mr. Dillon's negative comments, Rashid did some research and found out that Dillon has been struggling to pay his bills because his wife... Had a pulmonary embolism. Jeez. And uh, oh. yeah, yeah. Uh, and in fact, it's been so bad that Mr. Dillon had to set up a GoFundMe account because he needed help to pay the bills. So Mr. Rashid commented on this, contributed to the GoFundMe, and then encouraged his community of voters to do the same. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and it it it, it helped out obviously, Mister uh, Dylan, and Mister Dillon was so uh, appreciative. Yes. He apologized for the insults and then said, Mister Rashid, you humble me, sir, with your graciousness and surprisingly oh. kind words. You cannot imagine how uplifting it is to see gifts such as yours to start coming in that's right and then mr dylan also shared a message with his friends uh that said an amazing uh week of eye and heart opening uh enlightenment that i used to always have before 9-11 a christian muslim Kasim Rashid, who I previously opposed politically just of the because of the word Muslim, has opened my eyes that there are p- uh, good people in all walks of life. That's right. Yeah. Man, you gotta love that, man. Yeah. That yeah. Too. Kasim. Killing them with kindness. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. That's how we do it. That's what I'm talking about. Dave as I mentioned all of this talk viruses has people down so true uh, world mm-hmm. uh, seems to be pretty concerned about COVID-19 but this past yeah. week the Democratic Republic of Congo they weren't so concerned mm-hmm. they were actually celebrating because they got rid of a different virus that's right oh in the one? Congo they had the second worst outbreak of Ebola ever jeez yeah which uh, which started in August two thousand eighteen, and they've been fighting it since. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And this past week, they finished treating the last person of the outbreak. Yes! Yeah,
3: man, that's crazy. Yeah, Masika almost almost two whole years, almost, a year and a half,
0: almost two years. Masika Samita was the the last uh, treated patient. She survived Ebola. Yeah. And uh, when when Masika was finally released from the treatment center, healthcare workers celebrated. They cheered. Um, They can't officially say the outbreak of Ebola has ended. They have to to watch the rest of the uh, public and have no uh, new reported infections for 42 days after Masika's release before they can officially say they've overcome the Ebola outbreak. But... Um, I mean, it's pretty, pretty, pretty big. Looking good. Pretty big accomplishment for the Congo. Yes! Uh, I mean. Yeah. I mean, you don't really want to com- compare diseases, but don't you feel like the people of Congo, when somebody told them about the coronavirus, they were like, hmm. "Yeah, we're a little busy with Ebola right now." Ew. You know that disease exactly. that you bleed from all of your orifices. Ew. Yeah. Oh, it's God. a little distracting. Like I mean, jeez, oh, ugh, ugh! I do not want that. I just lost my appetite. It's a good thing they overcame it. Good for the Congo. Yeah. Nicely done, Congo.
3: Shout out to the Congo. Shout they out. listen to the Donkey <laughs> Show. We got any Congo? We haven't listeners?
0: yet. Oh. I'm hoping maybe we'll we'll pull in a couple Congo listeners. Now definitely, I'm go. definitely hoping we'll get them on the newcomers at some point in time. Uh, Dave, I like it. Have you ever made a ridiculous comment? and uh, then whoever you made that comment to agreed to the comment, which made you feel like you needed to actually come through and do the ridiculous thing that you said.
3: Hmm. Um, oh man, I can't think of one off of my head, but I'm sure I've said something stupid that I regretted that I had to do.
0: Well, well, just like, yeah, like you said, like, well, I'm gonna show up to that wedding pantsless. Word. And they were like, you should. And then you're like, I got to show up pantsless. Jeez. You know? Not that I've ever done that. Nope. But that's what happened in this. Well,
3: oh. well, nothing too too crazy. But so recently we started working out at the clinic, right? Uh-huh. At the facility. Mm-hmm. And the, first off, it was just the girls doing workouts. Uh-huh. And I looked at it, and I was like, oh, I could do that. Mm-hmm. And like it was a workout for time, and I think it was 23 minutes was the time you had to do it. And I was like... She was like, how long do you think that would take you? And I was like, hmm, I could definitely do it in 15 minutes. Six minutes. Say what? And she was like, well, do it then. Mm. And I was like, uh. Had to go through it. So, yeah, I was in polo and khakis and uh, cranked it out in 14 and change. Nice. But, man, I'll I'll tell you what. If I wasn't sweating my butt off and huffing and puffing, well...
0: I'd be lying. Well, that's what sort of happened in the story, Dave. Same deal in the story. So five years ago, Mendel... Word. I don't know who names their kid Mendel. And this isn't even... Oh, that is awful. This isn't even like Mendel the, the scientist. This is Mendel, M-E-N-D-L. Hmm. What? Even worse. Mendel. Anyways, Mendel yeah. was on a family trip with his sister, Reva, which is a little better, Reva. Um,
3: yeah, definitely better.
0: One thing led to another, and Mendel Min- promised Riva that when she got married, he was going to bring a llama to her wedding. And Riva was like, do it. Sweet. You should bring that llama to the wedding. <laughs> well, Riva, last week, was getting married. And Mendel, being a man of his word, decided to bring that llama to the wedding. That's right. Yes. That's right. <laughs> Mendel called up a local farm and uh, they agreed to rent out one of their llamas for400 dollars. They gave him the most well-behaved llama, Shaki. Shoy the llama.
3: That's not a name of a well-behaved one. He was.
0: He was apparently he was very well behaved And uh, obviously Shaki was not a guard llama. Nope. We all know this because uh, not everyone at the wedding was killed. Um, you know unless they were all armed with carrots then we know they'd be able to survive but so true nonetheless mendel brought shocky to the wedding uh shocky was even wearing a custom-made tuxedo that mendel had made for shock that
3: is awesome
0: yes (laughs) yes and shocky ended up actually sitting quietly for the entire ceremony and then took pictures with most of the guests. In fact, he was one of the most popular aspects of the entire wedding. Yes, mm. yes, <laughs> Shocky. I, I
3: mean, can you think of all the weddings you went to? How? I bet they would have been better with the llama. Oh,
0: they would a hundred times every wedding. Yeah. I would have actually, if I would have got to bring the llama, I would have been jazzed about every single one of those le- weddings. Yes! I'd be like, hey, this is mm. shocky. We're gonna hang in the back. I'm gonna feed yeah, him carrots. Just gonna, I'm just gonna be here if you need me. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna look at you with his with his llama look, like yeah, right. So true. That's their look, like <laughs> yeah, whatever. And then he may chew your shirt. That's a fact. I don't know. Depends on if he likes the taste of your shirt or not. He may chew it. Like that'd be so awesome. Are you kidding? I'd be right? so jazzed. So jazzed. Okay, Dave. We got two more stories here, um, Dave. Our next story is pretty interesting. Uh, We've brought up several ways scientists are working to combat rising CO2 levels on the show. That's a fact. Uh, Mm. Bacteria, planting trees like the Dragon King, Uh, electric cars. Um, Well, in this new study by Dr. Shiami, an economist and a climate researcher at the International Monetary Fund, they're looking at something else that could be key to improving climate change dave are you ready for it hmm. yep here it is whale dumps Word. that's right whale dumps yep whale poo dave whale poo is gonna save the day now dave you're probably like most people that are listening to the show that are like yeah i'm a little skeptical i don't believe that how is whale dump going to improve climate change. Well, let me tell you, Dave. I'm
3: I'm thinking, man.
0: Apparently, when whales release what scientists call fecal plumes, that's right. That's the nice way of saying it. Fecal plumes. Fecal plume. Yeah.
3: I like it. Yeah.
0: These fecal plumes are rich in non-organic nutrients like nitrates, phosphates, and sulfur. That's exactly what phytoplankton feed on, Dave. So true. These phytoplankton okay. are some of the largest carbon sinkholes in the uh, uh, on Earth. The more phytoplankton, the less overall CO2. In fact, all of the phytoplankton in the ocean accounts for more CO2 uh, consumption than the Amazon, multiplied by a factor of a lot, Dave. Wait, what? a lot. Yeah. Factor a lot. <laughs> I don't have an actual percentage. It's just way more. It's way a more. ton. Yeah. To it, I got gotcha. you. I got nice pun, Dave. Nice pun. Thank, um, you. Thank you. In fact, uh, uh, Dr. Shiami says that a uh, minimum, even a minimum increase of 1% in phytoplankton... Thanks to the fa- uh, fantastic whale dumps, would capture hundreds of millions of tons of additional CO two a year. Hundreds of millions of tons. That's right. Jeez. He said that's equivalent. millions of
3: tons. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Equi-
0: that's equivalent to the sudden appearance of two billion mature trees. Shiami says. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you want to improve CO two levels, you got to get more whales. Out there, you got to protect the whales and you got to get them dumping in the oceans, Dave. It's science, it's science. You got to feed them, yep. Got to give them more, got to give them more kale or uh, uh, um, phytoplankton themselves. Phytoplankton, they'll bring it out, yeah, Dave. Yeah, it's the cycle of life. The cycle of life, okay, Dave. Um, what was your biggest accomplishment when you were a teenager?
4: Hmm.
3: Um, I got second in state at the swimming meet. Ooh,
0: nice! Um, Very nice. That done. are
3: that are the school record.
0: No. Oh, ooh. I don't know. I think I might take the school record. I think I might take that one because you're you're yeah. Champ. It's close. You're champ. That's nice. Um, yeah. No one was better. I tried to think of something. Like I, I, I couldn't think of I, I couldn't think of anything. Nope. I, like as far as an actual, you couldn't t- think of anything. N- n- nothing that like, I got. Ch- I mean, I guess I got into college. Wham. That's good. Like I mean, I guess that's like you know, hooray. Yes. I don't know. Well, Angelina Aurora, she's gonna make us both feel like worthless pieces of c- Dave, but in a good way, like a whale crap. All right. Um, Sweet. Angelina. Big old crap won the 2019 young conservationist of the year award by inventing a biodegradable plastic made from the shells of prawns dave she what the f- she made a How? she made a plastic dave she made a plastic. One night, she went to dinner, and she decided that she was going to get some prawns for dinner. And as she was eating these prawns, she was like, hmm, mm. these really look like plastic. And she went back to the lab and started coming up with ideas. She literally went to the lab. Not like a rapper going with her pen and the pad. She went to the lab, Dave. Uh,
3: the science lab. Yeah,
0: and she came up with a component, one component of prawn shell and one component of spider web. Uh... And what f- she made <laughs> up a, a plastic that's just as strong as regular plastics, but decomposes at a rate 1.5 million times faster than regular plastic,
3: which means... Yeah, no one's going to want to touch it.
0: ...that after 33 days, it has decomposed. Yes. But it looks like regular 33, plastic, Dave. That is
3: impressive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She was 16 when she came up with that, Dave. 16! Oh... Uh. And then I sh-
3: you know what, but you, you would have beat her in basketball <laughs> and I would have beat her in swimming. Well, you know, Damn. I started thinking
0: about it. I was like, what was I doing when I was 16? And I was like, really, I was trying to find out how to buy more speakers for my Jeep. That's a fact. Like that's all I was thinking about was like, you know what? <laughs> I think I could What put- kind of Jeep did you have? Grand Cherokee 93. Me too. 93, man. Oh, it was man. old. Mine wasn't 99. Nice. Well, that—that's hey, that's about our year's uh, age difference there, so there you go. That's a fact. There you go. That's true. Um, what color did you have? White. White. Oh, I had the green one. Ooh, nice. Nicely done. But she's 16, Dave. Jeez. She didn't just stop there. She won the BHP Science and Engineering Award for a plastic. Then she started researching the use of algae in oil spills. Girl, come on! Yeah. And... She Goodness she crazy. gave a TED Talks lecture a little less than a year ago at 16 years old and I watched this TED Talks Dave it's phenomenal It, is, it was good <laughs> It's fantastic her talk was about asking yeah. questions and questioning technology and looking to nature for the answers I was blown away it was I don't say this often Dave it was genius That's a fact And then I then I uh, I looked at how many people had watched it 878 Mm -hmm. views slam that's it that's it 878 meanwhile another teenager lauren gray's video of her talking about her makeup for the day has six million views Girl, come on she literally at one point in the video because i watched it too said I just got. That a, wasn't a TED talk, though. It was not. It was her staring at <laughs> okay. her camera in a bathroom that says, "I just got a new moisturizer, and it's fuego." Six, I hope mi- you're not subscribed to that. Six million views, Dave, versus a sixteen-year-old saving the world, giving a lecture at a university with eight hundred and seventy-eight views. Something is wrong with that, Dave. Something is very wrong. That's society wrong. for you, man. That's society. Dave, Angelina said her ultimate goal is to become a medical doctor, and I got to say, Dave, I'll sign up right now. I'll let her be my doctor. Yeah. She's my doctor right now. Today. That's, That's it, yeah. She's my doctor. She's it. <laughs> She's it. She can come give me a medical advice right now. She doesn't need to be a practicing license. She can be like Jose in Jacksonville. Yes! She's i I'll go ahead. She doesn't need a license. Tell me what to do, Doc.
3: She could do it. Tell me what to do.
0: (laughs) Dave, we are going to take another break. We are going to hear from our stupendous guest of honor, Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. We are going to hear their song, Shooting Star, right now. We will be back in just a few minutes, right here on the Doc G Show. And we are back here on the Doc G show. Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Dave,
3: hmm. Guys, go wherever you download the podcast. Mm-hmm. Give us a five star rating. Yep. Or download the podcast if you haven't already. Mm-hmm. Or go back and download one of the hundreds of podcasts that we have already. Yeah. And by hundreds, I mean like. 180 or whatever Doc said we had.
0: 153.
3: Yep. Uh, 153. I'm getting closer. Yep. So do that. Give us a rating. Mm-hmm. Check out the website, www.thedocgshow.com. You're
0: social distancing. You have time. Do it. Yes! Do it. Yes! Dave. Hey, you got nothing else to do. It's time to appreciate the listeners. Let's appreciate them. Here we go. Like we always do. First off, we got the regulars, Dave. Jacksonville, Shout Duval, out. all the areas. Mm-hmm. All the areas, especially Middleburg, for this, Middleburg for this week because of Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. There we go. There we go. Uh, Columbia, South Carolina. Shout out to those guys. Shout always out. there. Capital city of South Carolina. Shout out to Radford, to Virginia. Shout Home of the Highlanders. Keeping it real. Gainesville. Florida, shout out to those guys. Always listening, shout love out. it. Genoa, Italy, they're on lockdown. The whole country, they're still listening. Boom, shout love out. it. Thank you, Genoa, Italy. There you go, dedication. Kenner, Louisiana, came back. Kenner, Louisiana, I can tell they missed they're back for more. They missed a couple of shows. They were making up for it, and we appreciate it. Shout Thank out. you. Shout out to Kenner. Ashburn, Virginia. Virginia's for Doc G lovers, Dave. It's getting faster. There I'm, I'm getting go. there. Right. Uh, Charlotte, getting North Carolina, Queen City. Shout out to them. Shout Our out. African connection, Maputo, Mozambique. Shout out to those guys. Shout Our out. new California connection. We sort of lost Citrus Heights. I got to be honest. We lost them a little bit, and it makes me sad. But
3: no, w- come we've
0: gained Mountain View, California. They're regular, so shout out to Mountain View. Shout right. Barcelona, Spain. International listeners, they're on lockdown, too. Thanks for listening. Shout out out to Barcelona. London, specifically Islington. I told them if they kept listening, they'd be on there. They did. Boom. There they regulars. are. Regulars. Madison, Tennessee, right outside of Nashville. Shout out to those guys. Shout out. Uh, shout out to Omberg, Germany. Shout Boom. Out. International listeners, okay. love it. And lastly, of course, Dublin, Ireland. Shout out to them as well. Shout out. All the internationals, we appreciate it a lot. Okay. Dang, so many semi regulars, Dave. Calgary, Canada, coming in hot. A lot of listens from Calgary this week. Yeah, yeah, a lot of listens. Uh, Roanoke, Virginia, shout out to the Star City right there. Elkridge, Maryland, they listened last week, they listened this week. They are now semi-regulars. There we go. Uh, San Jose, California. They're getting up there. Shout They're out. getting up there with Mountain View. Alrighty, I might have right. to put them on regulars. Might have to put them there. Lincoln, Nebraska. They came back, Dave. Shout out to Lincoln. Love it. Uh, Munich, Germany. Shout out to Munich. There we go. Shout All right, Dave. It's time. My favorite newcomers. Here we go. Yes, sir. Auckland, New Zealand. Boom. Shout out. Boom. Auckland. Auckland. I didn't know Auckland had so many people. I mean, I knew it was their biggest city. It's got 1,570,000 people, Dave. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good amount of people. That's a good amount of people. Uh, Auckland's got a harbor on both the Pacific Ocean and the Tasman Sea. Both sides there. Hmm. Both sides. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Dave, I've been told I need to drive up to Cathedral Cove if I go to Auckland. Cathedral Coves are a long way from Auckland, but it's one of the coolest places there in New Zealand. It's like three hours away. Definitely worth it. I checked out the views. Woo! Yes! It's a good-looking beach right there, Dave. It's good. What was it? Colonial Cove. Cathedral. <laughs> Cathedral Cove.
3: Cathedral Cove. Yeah,
0: pretty nice. Pretty nice. Check out the check out the pics. Okay, next one, Dave. Next newcomer. Uh, Cour- Courtenay, Canada. Courtenay, Canada. Shout out. Yeah, it's on Vancouver Island. On Vancouver Island, Dang. just uh, just north of Seattle. I didn't even know there was an island of Vancouver. Yeah, yeah, it's a Big Island. It's right uh, like the actual city is on the mainland, and then you got the Vancouver Island that's right off the coast of Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. uh, back in 1946, Dave, they had an earthquake in Courtenay. 7.3 in magnitude. Jeez. Pretty huge earthquake. Back in, Dang. yeah, back in '46. Uh, it was mm-hmm. it was so big. Felt in Portland, Oregon. What? What? That's Whoa. That's pretty far away, right there. Um, For sure. Now, what I like about Courtenay, Canada, is uh, supposedly they have some of the mildest winters in Canada. I mean, how mild are we talking? Well, I mean, like the average temp. In in uh, in January's like forty. I mean, you know, no, no, thank you. Yeah, I mean, but if I got to choose somewhere in Canada, I'm probably gonna go there. I mean, forty's better than like fifteen. You know. Yeah. It's it's some of the mildest. I mean, obviously, it's 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 no Calgary. Shout out to those Calgary listeners. It's cold as bejesus in Calgary. Also, Dave. Yeah. Courtney, hot spot for paleontologists. If you're searching for some fossils, you're going to Courtenay. Boom, boom. Oh,
4: okay.
3: Thank you for Good all the know. listens,
0: folks. Thank you for all the listens. Thank you, guys. Dave, it's time to move on to. Uh, do you want the uh, Do you want the birthday suit that you're probably gonna get, or the one that you're not gonna get? Hmm. Give me the one that I'm not going to get, and then
3: we'll end on a good one. Okay,
0: okay. Born on March 18th, 1970 in Newark, New Jersey. Our birthday, Sue Ware was an outgoing child. She enjoyed music and Mm -hmm. sports growing up. After high school, she Mm -hmm. attended college at the borough of Manhattan Community College. While she was there, she mm-hmm. started rapping and beatboxing Sweet. with, uh, with uh, uh, different groups. One of the groups that she uh, joined was Ladies Fresh. She was so, uh, signed to uh, Tommy Boy Records and released her first mm-hmm. uh, single, Wrath of My Madness. Perhaps her most popular song was You and I, TY, which was released in 1994. It won a Grammy. Around the same time, her birthday suit oh, wearer started working in film and television as well. She had a starring role in the Fox sitcom Living Single. She uh, really reached mainstream success when she was cast in the movie Chicago. She went on to play in Taxi, Beauty Shop, Last Holiday, Mad Money, Valentine's Day, The Dilemma, Girls Trip. Name that birthday suit wearer. Hmm... Dude, that's Queen Latifah. Ah, oh, nice! I didn't think you'd get Let's her. Let's go. Nicely done. Dude,
3: the Taxi, mo- the Taxi movie. That's what really? got me, man.
0: Really? Yeah. Taxi. I didn't yep. see that coming, man. Now I'm, I'm a big fan of U N I T Y, Unity. That's a good jam right there. That's a.
3: Uh, see, I don't, I don't know any of her stuff. That was before my time. U N I T
0: Y. It's a Unity. U N I T Y. Such a good jam. Such a good jam. It's got a great like.
3: Do we? Set. You got so many songs. We need to put a video clip
0: of you together. Oh, God, he'll so be horrible. He'll be horrible. He'll just all <laughs> off be key, funny. off tune, off metronome. It'll be bad. But n- everything. Nonetheless, she's turning but fifty. entertaining. Fifty. Fifty, 50 for Queen Latifah. Yeah, looking Dang. good for fifty. Looking solid. Happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, Queen Latifah. Big five zero. Dave, it is time. We are going to take a break, and we are going to be back with none other than Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. They are in the house. Let's do it. To the Doc G Show. I'm your host, Doc G, and with me today, we are very lucky to have none other than red suit, <laughs> what? red jumpsuit apparatus. We've got Ronnie, we've got Josh, and we've got John. There we go. I, I'm missing Randy and Joey. That's right. Yes. Okay. All right, fellas, how we doing? Excellent.
1: Good. Doing great. Yeah. Just okay, got a cracker man. barrel.
0: Cracker barrel. Correct. Nice. <laughs> What'd you go with? Chicken and dumplings.
6: Oh, classic! Classic, classic Cracker Barrel, Grandma special.
0: Yeah. Oh. My first, my real first Cracker Barrel experience. He's from LA. Oh, okay. No, not used to the Southern experience of Cracker Barrels. Okay. It's special. And it is. Randy special. and
2: Joy, you know, we're actually from Middleburg, which is like a stone's throw from Gainesville. Yeah. So Randy and Joy just went home to sleep in their own beds. <laughs> I don't blame them. I don't blame them.
0: Could you guys? Step up to the mics just so I make sure I don't miss miss the audio there, uh, guys. I want to apologize first off. I usually have the the uh, artist record on the wall, and I did order your 10th anniversary. Uh, don't you fake yes! it, um, but. It's, a, it's like a collector's item. So hard to find. That's right. I found a uh, Russian collector, Nanospace. I ordered it from him. It's, it's, still, it's still in customs, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to go in that corner. Right I'm putting on. it up in that corner. I'm pretty excited about it. Guys, I thought we'd warm up with just some, uh, just some getting to know you questions. Just some uh, just random non-band questions. So I'll start. Go down this way. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, oh, don't worry. We're starting with an easy one. This is the easy one. What's what's your favorite season? Mm, Hmm,
1: fall. I don't know why I say that. Yeah? That's the first one in my brain, boom. I like fall a lot.
0: I'm a summer guy. That's why I'm here I like summer too. I'm a summer guy. I I need summer season, you know? Just the warm. A lot of people like the fall colors. Yeah, I
1: think that's what it is. I think it's colorful. It's, you can wear your jacket and your jeans and not be sweaty.
0: If I'm going a, a, a season changing, I go spring just because it's it's starting over I like again. them all. I get sad with fall. I'm like, oh, it's getting cold. Everything's falling off the lead. And it's too much for me. Okay, we're going to go, if you could live in any decade and be a rock star, if you could be a rock star in any other decade, are you going 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s? That is tough.
6: Um, 80s? 80s, I think, Maybe. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it was just a special time to for music in general. And,
2: you know, so you want to be a hair metal drummer?
6: Yeah, maybe not here, but just here maybe I even, am. You know, yeah. <laughs> Def Leppard. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. They Enjoyable
0: band. Yes, very I feel like underrated, actually. Yeah. They just, they get, well, all the all the 80s bands get knocked on a lot for being 80s bands. It's
4: an easy
6: yeah. target. <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> I think I'd go 70s or 90s. Yeah. I'm going to go 70s or 90s. Uh, okay. What, uh, let's see. What would be something that if you were on a date with somebody, we know you're married, but if you were on a date with somebody, what would be something that they could do, wear, or say that would make you get up and, and walk out?
2: Oh, me! like walk out of the date? Yeah, that yeah. would oh. just be too much. I mean, that's all I did for a long time, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, if you're asking me, I mean, I'm like, I'm, I have a, like personality issues, you okay. know, but I'm aware of it, you know, so I try to be kind. But my first instinct is to avoid all conversation in general, period. So, you know, that's easy for me. You might want to ask a normal person. <laughs>
1: They could probably say something like, "Hi, how's it going?" I'm like, "Later." (laughs) Uh, I mean, the most. I mean, it would take a lot for me to get up and just walk away from someone. I feel like. Yeah. Maybe if they like admitted some like crazy story of animal cruelty, like I could never stand That that. That I would just be like. They're like bragging yeah, on it. Even, that, I can't even that, sit by this person. That'd be yeah. surprising too. So that's a pretty extreme. Hey, by the answer. way, I abuse animals. So yeah, you know, <laughs> get some, something some, to eat. some people are just non, you know,
2: desensitized. Well, yeah, let's go there with it. Let's say you went over to their house, they cooked you a meal, but you see them kick their dog in the ribs across mm. the room. Yeah,
1: you probably want to leave. I would, yeah. I would leave with their dog. I agree. That <laughs> dog, like, I'd be like, "What's you that can't have this. Ah, Let's get out of here. Fido's coming with me.
0: See, I went with something a lot less serious.
1: See, that's the thing. It's like. Yeah, we're not I'm pretty tolerant for the most part. I,
0: and I was thinking, like, if somebody said Michael Jordan wasn't the best basketball player, I'd be like, "That's too much. That's too much. I can't handle this. I'm getting out of here." But that's just that's pretty serious for well, me.
1: I feel like being in a band line. and being associated with bands, you're with a bunch of people. Yeah, you're, you you honestly like wouldn't really like hang out with in close quarters probably in your normal life so you have to be really tolerant that's true for a lot of people so i don't know it would have to be something really outlandish like uh, that honestly
0: honestly yeah it would take a lot before i just jumped out and was like all right i'm out of here okay what about this one favorite teacher in school or least favorite teacher
6: in school. Hmm. My favorite was Mrs. Good Enough.
0: Oh, that didn't. That, huh? That's really her name. That's really her name.
2: Oh wow! That's yeah, really
6: good. She's good enough. What was she? Uh, she was my third grade. No, English. was she good enough? She <laughs> was. She was really pretty. She was good <laughs> enough. Yes. <laughs> no, she was <just laughs> really <to> pretty. <laughs> it's the important part. A great teacher. Got it back. Mrs. Got good bad. Enough, if you're listening.
0: <laughs> I'd be surprised if she if she tunes into our show.
6: You know
2: what? Well, we just sold out Atlanta, and we brought up our high school band director, who we hadn't seen in 22 years. Nice. His name is Greg Goslin. He marched first chair cadets, if any of you guys are into marching band. Yeah. My brother and I actually played. I made Allstate and came to the University of Florida back in 1999. Nice. I played tuba. Um, I think I was maybe 15 years old back then, and now I'm 37. Um, he was my instructor who's was giving me private lessons I wasn't even in high school yet. My brother was in percussion in the symphonic band, and uh, he really had a lasting impression to us. So with the reading. You know, we can read and write or, you know, actual scores. Um, travel on bass clef and all that so we brought him on stage after we hadn't seen him in 22 years randy finally found him he's probably the most <laughs> biggest influence musical influence he's got a master's he taught at the university of miami for a while nice greg goslin is his name and um we gave him a platinum record on very nice two nights ago
0: very nice i went to the university of miami yeah. so
2: there you go well, check him out great
0: music school there we've actually had a couple of alums on the it. show who
2: knows maybe he was teaching when you were there
0: I don't know. Probably, probably I was. Mean, who actually. brings a
2: teacher on stage? We do. Yeah. Just, hey, just did.
0: I would, I would bring on some former teachers, and nobody's offered. None of my and former shame teachers have offered. <laughs> no, I'd bring <laughs> oh, them out. Good. My, my, my former band director, Miss Duncan. If you're, if you're listening, come on the show. We'll have Shout you on to the show. Duncan. On yeah, she was awesome. She had a, a, um, a license plate. That was Cadunk. You knew where oh, she nice. was going because it was Cadunk. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty solid. All right. Last question, just random question, it Ronnie. If you could sponsor anything that you're not affiliated with right now, that you just like a product that you really like or a, a service that you really like, what would you sponsor?
2: Are we talking about like philanthropy style or just anything. like fun? Like because I was, you know, we get, we get way too serious as we saw earlier. <laughs> so is this a funny? You gotta, I'm a dumb. You gotta tell me funny or serious?
0: Uh, what would you rather do?
2: Do
1: a serious one. Serious? Yeah. (laughs) Too serious. Well,
2: I'm always on the hunt for good nonprofits that are relevant to uh, our music and our Mm -hmm. lyrics. And when I find one, I pay attention. I've been doing it the last, uh, I don't know, 17 years straight, you know, what we've been doing. So I try to screenshot them when I see them. And there's one recently that I found that I'm really into right now. And, uh, of course, I don't see it, and that would happen, but I, I'm not going to give up. It's in here somewhere. <laughs> um, da, 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 you got to go digging. Yeah. We're, We're digging. digging. Where is it? Uh, I'll just go to Instagram. It'll be... In there. So, yeah, I mean, I actually am tied into that world. We do a lot of work. Um, we raised a bunch of money for the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence. Nice. Face Down came out way back in 2006, and since then, all the way till now... Um, we've done a lot of things, uh, you know, raising awareness about mental illness, um, recovery from dr- drugs and alcohol abuse, and how that's linked to depression and suicide in the youth and older people, mm. why they always say just the youth. Um, and also, um, just overall, just, um, you know, just giving a crap about yeah. what, how people feel. And I did run into this really awesome organization, but of course, I don't see it right now but I will circle back to that because I, right. I would like to answer that question. We'll find so, it. So if you're watching the video, I'm not just checking out Instagram. <laughs> I'm trying to find that. We'll I will come find back it. To we'll you. find it. you we'll know what? I want to mention these guys because I just discovered them and they're really cool and I want to give them a little, of, uh, a little bit of air time. So yeah. I'll come back to it.
0: Come back to it. Well, speaking of uh, face down, you guys have
2: been 16 years as a band. Obviously a lot has, has changed. Found it. Oh. Got it. Okay, so... I don't know a lot about these guys. I'm not affiliated with them. I just discovered them, but I think they're really cool. They're based out of Los Angeles, and they're called Ride or Cry. And, um, you know, they do a lot of the things that I just talked about. Nice. Similar to us.
1: Ride, Ride or, cry. or cry. cry. Check them out.
2: I like it. You got my endorsement. There it is.
1: Awesome. There it is. Great end. Boom.
0: Um. Well, a lot has changed over that 16 years. You got uh, your parents in the band now. Uh, Joey's beard has really filled That's out funny. over those 16 <laughs> Thank years. Thank you for noticing. Yeah, I mean, it's gotten, like, you can do a timeline. I was just like, nice, impressive, impressive over impressive. those 16 <laughs> years. Um, And a lot of things have changed. What do you think has remained consistent over that? Uh, Aside from you, obviously, being in the, the, the cornerstone. But what has remained consistent over those 16 years?
2: Well, you know, like I said earlier, we're from Middleburg, which is basically Gainesville. Most mm-hmm. of my friends from high school all went to UF. So yeah. like, we've, we, you know, this is kind of a hometown for us. So anybody who knows the real heritage of the band, we're, we've, we're consistently inconsistent. I mean, that's <laughs> the one thing that we've done well. Um, our original lineup, if you will, never played a show. So nobody's yeah. ever seen. And, you know, that's what was so funny. Every time we would have somebody leave, they'd be like, oh, my God, an original member left. Actually not. <laughs> um, it's always just been me playing with my friends. Yeah. You know, and different friends. That I've met over the years in different places in different situations. Um, so with that being said, um, you know UF stole a lot of my band members. You know, <laughs> more than two. Where you know, where it's like you're trying to do this thing, and then they get this opportunity to go to college, and they don't yeah. want to be in a rock band anymore. So it's not like a diss. That's just our story. So with that being said, um, not much has changed. It's I, I've been rocking with my friends. You know, for 17 years straight. My brother's been a big part of that as well. Um, you know a lot of we try to stay friends with everybody both of these guys have been in the band left and come back mm-hmm. you know and um so it's like we try to be cool with everybody um the songs are just um the 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 thing that we i guess that has kept us a band and kept us alive is yeah i'm the songwriter so like what we do is we don't do the eyeliner or the uh you know the black leather or the crazy like you know 3d stage shows we have honesty in our lyrics yeah that's our deal you know, and the music has changed over the years because different people have brought in different angles. you know, so we got a new EP out right now that's everybody says sounds like really young and fresh, mm-hmm. and that's because the two youngest members had a lot to do with writing the music. You know, I wrote the songs, but they brought almost all the music in. yeah, so it's like, it's cool, like we can evolve that way. I don't hold back anybody, including the old band. So it just depends on who's in the band at the time, how motivated they are to write or create, and right. what they're bringing to the table. And that's how Red Gemsuit has evolved. Right. I've just been the one thing that's kept it consistent as far as like the songs go. So true. But yeah. the music has always been, you know, collaborative, a band, you yeah. know, there's somebody bringing it in. It's not just me force feeding everything. So that's that's been consistent for 17 years.
0: Well, you mentioned so you know you guys are from Middleburg originally, and when you think of Northeast Florida, you think of you know Skinner, Hatchet, Thirty Eight Special, Tom Petty, Shine Down, even. That's right. But uh, you know you guys don't really have that sound would you say were you in
2: <laughs> or were you inspired in any way by those well, those guys on our you know it's funny that you bring that up our second record our first single was a song called you better pray And the scene Screamo Emo Kids didn't like it because it did have that sound. I almost felt guilty that we did not have that sound. So we wrote one song, just one, to kind of give credit to all those bands that we grew up listening to. I mean, we've hung out with members of all the bands that you've mentioned. Shine Down and Jack's Speech, super cool dudes. We've known all different types of their lineup, you know, all their members from, from Brett down. They've mm-hmm. always been really nice to us. We've toured with them a few times. Love those guys. Can't say enough great things about Shine Down. They're, they're freaking cool. Yes! Um, also, you know, Olympus, get yellow card. You know, there's a few you left out. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, Datara members from Ocala. We can't leave them out. Mm-hmm. Under Oaths from Orlando, you know. So, I mean, there's a scene, you know. But the, all the ones you mentioned were Southern Rocks, we did do a song to give them credit it debuted 16 on billboard a lot of people did love it but our actual scene core yeah fan kids didn't yeah. so you know it's not something that really stuck with us as a career but we do have one southern rock song nice. i don't want it to be forgotten about it because man it, it's I'll have to fun go to back play. and listen to it's it, it. called yeah. you better pray no. and it's very southern rock it's very 38 special molly hatchet a little bit of skinner more so molly hatchet and um, my brother was just hanging out with uh, one of the Van Sands like two weeks ago, yeah, in Middleburg. So I like, saw that on Instagram. We think it's yeah. great. We talk about those bands all the time, but we did wind up going more the uh, post-hardcore, um, pop-punk route because of bands like. Less than Jake, who was yeah. also from Gainesville. I was such a hardcore Less, Jake, Less than Jake fan. They they would they would tell me to leave when they saw me coming up because <laughs> I'm like, ah, I'm just like so pumped on that band, you know. So like I was just more into the ska punk sa- skater scene, but I still love Southern rock, and you know. And we touched. We did one song, you know. Yeah. Didn't really, you know, not everybody loved it, so we went back to what we do best.
0: Now, well, speaking of the the you know your sort of core inspiration and where the band went, I saw you recently did a cover of uh, thrice that's right
2: uh, trust Uh, what made you choose that song for that compilation album good question so when i got approached by hopeless records about the uh, songs that saved my life campaign which also touches on what we were talking about earlier so the reason why i participated in that compilation when I've turned many others down, is because literally they're trying to help save people. That's yep. what they're doing. And then they're donating a bunch of money and they've created scholarships. So I love Hopeless Records, they're, they're great people. I've known them a long time. So I said yes, and the reason why I picked Thrice is because what you were supposed to do, I don't know, I'm, I don't know if everybody did this, <laughs> but I did. I think some people just, just what they wanted to do they Think sounded good yeah because sometimes as a singer you want to do a song that you know you can sing well yeah. like karaoke right everyone oh, can relate yeah. to that you want to go in there and drop the song that you don't sound terrible on mm-hmm. so a lot of times that happens but i really dug deep and at that time when sh- when that song came out i was Going to school at University of North Florida, I was a music major, so I had more credit hours than anybody other than, like, a surgeon, and I had a full-time job working 40 hours a week overnight stock at Walmart. So, you know, I worked 10 at night till 7 in the morning, then I had to drive an hour and a half straight to UNF, and then I was at UNF from 9 a.m. till 5, then I had to drive an hour home, and then I had three and a half hours to sleep five days a week. Jeez! So I was so burned out, but I was so determined that I didn't want to be another dropout college student. Mm -hmm. I had no help. You know, I was just literally trying to be that guy that did it on its own and, you know, it got dark. There was some times there where I just didn't think I was going to make it and I didn't know what to let go of. The job that everybody's telling me is serious and important, you know, that there's a career in this, or the college that everybody's telling me is serious and important. And all I really wanted to do was music, which was in the middle and nobody seemed to care about that but me. And my yeah. professors, of course. Yeah. But they felt bad for me because everybody else had help, and I didn't. So that was the place I was in when Trust came out. I was in a very hopeless place. And that song in particular, which is talking about trusting and something that's greater than yourself, it's not much more specific than that. Yeah. Just that there is a power of good out there in the world and the people that do try hard, somebody does see that. And eventually, those are the people who make it. The only people who don't make it are the people who quit. So that's what that song meant to me and it was a big deal to me so when they asked me to pick one that was the first one that popped in my mind nice now have you got have you met the guys in thrice or have you ever I met them a long time ago yeah. and I was a young man and I was you know in my party phase and <laughs> I was I probably really embarrassed myself <laughs> and now I'm a 37 year old dad and I wish I didn't I wish I could say I never met them but I'm I'm sure they don't remember me cuz you know they meet people all the time and it's yeah. very brief but if I could go back, I would I would at least like to just look him in the eye and say thank you.
0: Well, now you did it justice with the cover. So uh, that's... You know,
2: I've been a good boy for a long time now. <laughs> I'm a massive thrice.
0: Nice, nice. Well, speaking of, of Red Jumpsuit Apparatus, you guys, uh, we were just actually talking about it before we came on. Uh, uh, you guys got a lot of drummers in yeah. the band. Yeah. Um, do you think that has influence on the way that you make music, as far as emphasis, as far as rhythm and percussive sounds and things like that?
6: Yeah. hundred yeah. percent, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Do you, I feel, do you feel extra pressure because of the other no, drummers in the band?
6: I'm, I know that with Ronnie's songwriting style, like something's gonna happen accordingly with his vocal melody, mm. you know, with the way drums are pushed, and I've, I've learned that now, so. You know, it's like change this part to this. You know, I know it's
2: pushing the vocal melody. You know, it's it's a cool thing. It's been with me five years now. This lineup has existed the longest of any lineup since I started this band. This is the longest I've ever gone with the same personnel and not Mm -hmm. having a change ever. This lineup. So you have learned that now. In the beginning, there's some push and pull. You know, but that's natural, because yeah. he's stepping into a band where the drummer is the singer. Yeah. You know, but I mean, again, like I mentioned Under Oath earlier, when I was a kid, that's what was going on. And in the very, 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 very beginning of the days of Red Jumpsuit, I was singing and playing drums. But oh. I kept passing out. Wait, what? On the drum set, because I was holding the high note and playing drums, and I just could pass out. So, you know, I gave up on that. And then, you know, John, he's a great drummer. You know, he played for Alvalo before us, and he also played for Breathe Carolina. He also mixed our new EP. He's a really, really great engineer. Um, So we have a pretty great working relationship now with the drums, and essentially now I can kind of just sing it to him almost. Um, But even on the newest single, I actually programmed half of those drums and sent them to him, then he cleaned them up, and then he came back with his ideas and tweaks, and then he did all the verses. So I did the chorus and the outro and he did the verses on drums and then we put them all together so that's a split track yeah you know so we don't even really think about it unless someone asks us we're constantly tweaking each other's you know because we're using midi triggers we mm-hmm. use a rolling kit some similar to the one that's in your studio yeah. or just program right there off the midi controller you know and then live we bang it out on a real kit yeah. you know that's that's our production style and we love it we think it sounds really great and it's cost efficient and it's what all by the way it's what all the majors are doing so like you might want to learn that yeah. <laughs> I always think about that when there are multiple
0: drummers in the band like Dave Grohl and and, and Taylor Hawkins or Shane Larkin mm-hmm. or Shane, yeah, Shannon Larkin and Sully and Godsmack. And I'm just like... Man, is there a pressure with that? Because I just feel like you know, you got somebody else that does your thing that's just sitting there like Mm. watching you as you do it, and I just wonder if that ever causes or if causes you to sort of raise the level that you feel like you need to play at.
6: No, I mean, I try to bring it every every night, you know, and uh, you know, yeah. I don't hire
2: somebody who can't play. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty bad about that. Like, I, you got to sit in front of me, and you, and you need to play it right. And, yeah. and I'm going to know if you're playing it right or not because I marched on drum corps. So it's yeah. a different level of understanding. And, you know, if you can't bring it, then you're just not going to get the gig. Mm. Not with us. That. Nothing personal. Yeah, We've been in band too long. We don't goof around on the drums.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll say as an outsider. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, no, it's like a guy for, who does not play drums, like, at all. I'm yeah. purely a guitarist. Yeah. Like, having three drummers in the band well, I saw you really practicing good. the piano a while oh, back. Oh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. You
0: know, trying okay, to get cool. a little percussive
4: with
1: uh, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, a little something. But having three fantastic drummers in the band is really, really cool. Yeah. Because, like, as a guitar player who follows the drums, obviously mm-hmm. I'm, like, super confident that my guys are on rhythm. Even if I get slightly lost, I'm just, like, <laughs> i am just relying on my band. We actually were talking about it last night because I... Had a really low mix a little bit, couldn't really hear myself. Uh-huh. But in moments like that, most people would panic. But I know my band is so solid that even my singer will never get off time. That even if I can't hear the drums, I can even listen to him. So <laughs> it's really, really cool having three drummers in the Got band. Got all kinds of, of metronomes metronome. going. Exactly, for it's Multiple. so cool. It's awesome. Everyone's <laughs> just so solid. It's well, fantastic.
0: You were talking about the other part, sort of the that excels in your band, which is the lyrics. And you said, you know, that's your That's your thing. That's right. As far as red jumpsuit apparatus. And I I, I saw you talking about uh, Don't You Fake It and how, you know, when it first came out, uh, Walmart put it in the uh, gospel section. Wait, what? and, And, you know... I, first of all, I was amazed that Walmart actually read the lyrics, and they did that on their own. They're, which,
2: di- they're a distributor, which really,
0: which really surprised me. But like, second of all, did did that make you step back and and sort of look at your lyrics and say, I didn't know
2: they were that religious. Like, did you know they were that religious or? well i i guess i just don't agree with the term religious yeah you know so like there was bands like under oath out there doing the big christian festivals and, and actively preaching on stage we didn't do that yeah I mean, we, we played bars every night we, yeah. you know we drank and i just think that it's less complicated that's all yeah i think god's out there and he loves everybody so i consider it spiritual we were surprised it got put in gospel yeah. by no means would anybody say it's a gospel record yeah i took it as a compliment though I took it as them saying that there was something in this album that made them think about what they call God, and I don't know what Walmart's definition of that is, Mm. but whatever it is, they thought it fit that. And so because of that, I thought that was really cool. And um, when they decided to move it or whatever, I was fine with that. You know, We didn't like huff and puff about it, but it was interesting to me also that they did read the lyrics. I think that was shocking to all of us. And uh, none of the other CD stores did that, but none of the other CD stores probably read the lyrics so it was fascinating but you know I claim spirituality you know I think it's just too I think there's been too many humans who have been lived and died there's too many cultures to narrow it down to just say that this one religion is right I just don't think that that's fair for yeah. anybody you know I lean a certain way that I don't even always say and that's my that's that, that's up to me but what I just what we really try to just tell people is um you know there's something out there you'll figure it out if you yeah. seek you'll find
0: Now, that was when you were on Virgin. Uh, Did you ever feel like they were pushing you away from that spirituality?
2: Well, they didn't like the connotations that came with mainstream Christian advertising, Mm -hmm. which I get. You know, they were looking for something bigger than so that. So true. Because if you market to one genre, you get results from one genre. They felt like Red Jumpsuit Apparatus was bigger than that. And how they convinced me to not worry about it, and I still don't regret this decision. They said, well, I mean, if if your, if your idea is to the message, right, that's what you want to do is get the message out. Well, if you do it our way, you're going to reach way more people. So, well, you're right. Mm. So we did. And I believe they were right. So I don't regret it at all. Nice. All right, well.
0: Uh, the message on one of the newer songs there, Shooting Star, uh, from Awakening, that's about getting sober. Right. Um, the whole record is actually... Yeah. And that's... You've been sober for five years? Almost. Almost? Four and a half. Yeah. So, and, and like you said earlier, that's coincided with the, the longest sort of... Interesting, right? ...line. <laughs> do you think, do you think it's, <laughs> it's been better
2: as far as, you know, cohesion yeah. since you've been sober? yeah you know what's funny about uh you know i'm comfortable about it now i didn't really talk about recovery the first couple of years because i didn't know if it was going to stick or not mm-hmm. i wasn't really sure if um being in a rock bin was going to kill me or not because a lot of my friends are dead yeah so that's just the truth um and as i get older more of them are dying you know i'm in that age now like you can get away with a lot when you're in your 20s and i did but when you're in your 30s it changes and when your friends start dying young um it shakes you up a little bit Mm -hmm. you know so i want to be around to be a dad for my kid and if that requires me just not being a drunken fool like everybody else every night because they think they look cool when they really don't not wasting all that money on something that i'm just going to pee out of my body anyway literally hours later not waking up in the morning being three hours late not knowing what's going on and having everybody look at me and me being the fool none of that happens to me anymore ever And consistently hasn't (laughs) happened to me seven days a week for four and a half years straight. Now I'm dependable, I'm reliable, I'm honest, you can count on me to be there if you need me, I'm a good provider for my family, and all of those things came from sobriety because I'm the kind of guy who wants to party all of the time. I don't know how to turn it off. I'm not interested in turning it off. Even now, as a sober person, I can tell you right now, if I went back to drinking, I'm absolutely... 100% convinced I wouldn't do it like a normal person, Yeah, you know, because people like me don't drink like normal They get drunk all the time Some people just have a drink or two a lot of people like to say they can do that But it's a lie if they actually just look at themselves and their actions They'll see that that's a lie. We all lie to ourselves about a lot of different things, but alcohol can kill you Mm -hmm. and you know after enough of my friends died and and, um, Some people uh, made it really evident to me that I was on that path and uh, I lost some friends, uh, you know, I had to make a choice. And everybody will eventually. Mm-hmm. Everybody will eventually. And, or you're just smart and you stay away from, from the beginning or you're a lot more responsible about it than I was. But when you're in a band and you got nothing else going on, seven days a week and you're on a three month tour and the beer is in the fridge constantly and it's free. And when you get to the venue, it's free. And people who are just having a good time are offering you drinks because they're having fun and they're just trying to do something nice. That's how it can snowball from somebody who not necessarily wanted that to happen. You know, so for me, The Awakening essentially is a loose story of the 12 steps. It goes through the entire process, not just Shooting Star, but Shooting Star is around step four or five, if I remember correctly. So On Becoming Willing, which was actually uh, charted for three months straight, which was amazing, um, was on step three. It's also track three. See what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's really just a specific album for anybody who's facing What I'm trying to imply to people is I figured out, a long time I did interviews about having depression and suicidal thoughts. I haven't had those since I got sober. I finally understood what it was. If you have any kind of depression and then you drink alcohol, which is a depressant, it exponentially increases those. I don't know if it was just me or what, but nobody taught me that in high school. Nobody mm-hmm. taught any of my friends that in high school or college. It was very simple. Hey, what are you doing tonight? Yeah, yeah, cool, whatever. You know what? Like kids don't look into that. So I'm just saying, if if you don't if you don't have any kind of depression or anything like that and you're good, that's awesome, man. You're probably fine. Yeah. You're probably that guy that can be totally cool. You don't need this record. I didn't write this record for you. Mm-hmm. I wrote this one particular record for everybody else, for the people that are like me and if they are struggling and they want to know somebody else who's a real person who went through it, that's the whole story from beginning to end, nice. all in one album, and the new EP is nothing like that. So I just had to do it one time and get it out there. Nice, nice. Well, Josh, you started with the band
0: 2011. That was initially when you started, and you were you were pretty young then, mm-hmm. right? How old were you? you I know? was uh, 17.
2: Pretty
1: 17. Young. He was still in high school. It blows my mind now well, that I'm 26. He was still I'm in high like, school in holy. the band. What, what was it like
0: joining a band like that when I really you were can't 17? Say.
1: I can't even say because I don't know. I was just playing guitar so much at the time. I I didn't have a job. I was just constantly, constantly playing. So it just kind of like segued into this new life. And I just <laughs> thought I was destined for it. I don't know, man. Honestly, I don't even know the answer. It mm. was just surreal and weird. It gets almost weirder, though. <laughs> Honestly, it gets almost weirder because like... Example, we had like secondhand serenade out at our show like a couple nights ago and the lead singer was like, hey, great job tonight. I remember hearing that in junior high at our dance, like tonight will be the night yeah. that I will fall for you. Like all that, like it's just weird, you know, <laughs> the hanging no, out with bands that were you. the soundtrack of my life. Like, yeah. I remember hanging out Yellow Card and where the hell were we? The in the UK. Yeah, so Somewhere Monday, in the UK. Hour, and yeah. It's just strange, you know, yeah. it's just strange being surrounded by bands you listened to in high school. That's wow, how I still okay. feel. When we I meet think a these lot of other us guys, in this band, dude. Yeah, yeah,
2: when we meet these other band members, like we're still fans of theirs. I don't know if any of them
1: are of ours. I don't think so.
2: <laughs> we're like the dorks of the dorks, man. But when we meet all these other guys, we're like, dude, like, what's
1: up? Like, how are you yeah. <laughs> I always,
0: I I thought of John Frusciante in the Red Hot Chili Peppers oh, no, when no. I when you know, when I saw that you joined when you were seventeen, I sort of thought of him getting into the Red Hot Chili Peppers yeah. when he was seventeen yeah. and I was just like, That's that's a lot. Yeah. Like that's a lot to take. Now, I like, also saw watching. that you were playing Switch Say what? Nintendo Switch oh, yeah. a while back. Ronnie what? and
1: I have the Switches. Jesse RTM has a Switch We got well. three Switch players on the road.
0: What's what's the favorite game?
1: <coughs> Mario Kart seems to be the one. That, it's the most playable one. Yeah. It's got the replay value on that is insane. However,
0: every single every single version too, from Super Nintendo all oh, the
2: way. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I just believe I got three stars. I, I just guess. did get Luigi's Mansion, though. Oh, nice. I haven't played it, but I got it all loaded in and ready nice. to go. Nice. Now... I don't know if you guys
0: were big, uh, Ronnie, if you were into it, but I was a big fan of Contra oh, yeah. on the original. Then they've got the Contra Classic yeah. on Switch where it's got all of the, like the eight from Nintendo. Is it got to, them all on there? It's Yeah. Okay, I gotta check that out. It's pretty awesome. That's a fact. It's pretty awesome. Probably, That's my favorite I on Switch. Know. We'll
2: be heading to GameStop after this, boys. There it is. <laughs>
0: there it is. Now, uh, before we talk about the new EP, I wanted to talk, too, about you guys released a cover of Land Down Under. Yeah. And uh, how, did, how did you guys choose that
2: as far as the, the song to cover? Hmm. Well, that's actually the first, that marks the first song of kind of the new wave of sound of, uh, that's the first song I had John mix for us, which um, it's just very rare that the drummer of the band mixes the band and the yeah. singer produces the band. So it's another interesting fact about us. But um you know, I told him, okay, everybody's at everybody's doing these covers, and our fans are always, always, and always have been asking us to do covers. And we never really did them for a long time. So this last year, we dropped like four, and we're actually doing ten. And I didn't meet my mark. I said we'd do it in one year. But then we just all this new music came in, and we started yeah, working on the yeah. new EP. So I don't feel bad, because um, there's still covers in the work. Right now, I don't want to name it, but like there's, there's, he's actually waiting on me for once, which is very rare um so he sent me what we call a skeleton Mm -hmm. so i'll kind of i'll send him a song and be like okay i want to do this one um i'm going to sing it like this but i want it to sound more like this type of style Mm -hmm. and then he'll he'll just listen to it and then john will build the track around it with the real track in the background really low just so we have the bpms right we're not trying to we've never put a song out that was like a rip where it's like the exact same thing just Mm -hmm. me singing we've never done that we probably never will do that but the tempo needs to be right Mm -hmm. I want the flow to be similar if it feels like this I want the vocal to bounce like this but I'm still going to do whatever so then we kind of just make the drums a little more intense right off the bat and then John actually had a lot of guitar he plays guitar too really good he's a good guitar player a lot of people don't know that everybody in my band my brother's an insane drummer so it's like You know, we are all multi instrumentalists. There's Mm -hmm. not one of us that only plays literally one. Well, Joey, (laughs) but he's a phenomenal
1: bass player, a guitar player. Oh, he
2: plays guitar. Okay, I take it back. Sorry, Joe. He was a good guitar (laughs) player. He was hiding that talent from Ron. I just didn't see it. Well, I mean, it's almost like the drummer thing. There's a lot of good guitar players in this band. Josh is the best one, but there's a lot of good ones. You know what I mean? So. John just threw a bunch of guitar on it and threw it back to me. And I was like, this is perfect, dude. I, I busted out the vocal in like three days and sent it back to him. And then it did really well. People like it. You know what I mean? But why did we choose it? I don't know. I just thought it was cool. I don't think there was a reason, right? Yeah. We're just picking songs that we'd like. I don't know. That was a song when I was a kid that I thought was cool. Like it's awesome. I, I think of dumb stuff like that. The next one we're doing, I don't know. I guess there's no reason not to tell him. You know, it's Bring Me Higher Love. Yes. But Steve Winwood. We, but we're doing yes. it in like Down Under style. So nice. if you liked that cover, where it's kind of post-hardcore feeling, but this yeah. awesome bright melody—oh yeah, that's the next one we're working on. I well, you got—you you officially got a, told you first in the world. There you go. You've got
0: a little bit of a hurdle to go with that one, actually, because Steel Pulse, uh, the reggae band, they redid it for their album yeah. on on Mass Manipulation. It's pretty good. I think I think it's called—they—they they changed the name
2: to Rasta Love.
0: Okay but it's a, it's a solid well, it's a solid bounce
2: there's a lot of covers out there right so oh, like yeah. anybody can cover anything there's no rules so i mean like i just like to do songs that like to me are fun to sing and when i sing them like they make me feel happy as funny as that sounds yeah. like one of my favorite covers out there right now is um, CeeLo green cover Sweet. by Sleeping the Sirens. Mm. You know, it's like a weird combination, but I just like that song. So I realize it doesn't matter if CeeLo's singing it or S- Sleeping the Sirens is singing it or Fergie's singing it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just a song that makes me feel happy. Oh, yeah. So those are the ones I want to cover.
0: Nice. Nice. Well, let's talk about the, the newest uh, songs, original songs there. Uh, the single A Long Time Ago in a Galaxy Called L.A., uh, looking at the lyrics doesn't take too much detective work to realize that that's <laughs> about you uh, meeting your wife. Uh, now I had the pleasure of interviewing your wife actually back oh, in you? December. Yeah, yeah. right on. Huh? Yeah, and uh, she hit she,
2: a million last night. By the way, <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, nice. Go Defoe. That's Angela. Nice. <laughs> One million well,
0: views. <laughs> well, she uh, she she gave us the description of how she met you when she was working with uh, Lee Miles. Yeah. And I wanted to do a little split-screen action for myself okay. and ask you what you remember about meeting
2: her. I did not expect this. Yes, let's do
0: it. <laughs> so what, uh, when you, when you you know went into that studio, what do you remember?
2: Um, okay, so I got flown in because I write a lot of songs for a lot of people, mm-hmm. not just Red Jumpsuit. And if, basically, if they need a hit in L.A., I'm one of the guys they call. I flew out to meet my friend Lee, and um, I was working. I started writing. Uh, with a couple other really famous songwriters as well we are all kind of coming in and out taking turns if you will mm-hmm. pitching what we got and i saw her in the other room and she was actually editing in melodyne on pro tools and mm-hmm. i'm like whoa that's weird like i've just never seen that before like mm-hmm. um so the first meeting was kind of brief i just saw her working and i think she came into the room and sat next to me and you know i was single at the time and i found out later that she was single at the time but usually when you have two single people who aren't dating like they don't really even lock eyes you know what I mean like it's like you're just not there you're not Mm -hmm. you don't care you're there to work everybody was there to work so we did actually meet once before oh but um we didn't even really figure that out so I think Lee brought it up he's like oh remember that one little awkward moment oh oh, yeah thanks Lee um but he's a good friend and um, so then anyway the next time is I was supposed to go see Finch sorry I hit your mic I was supposed to go see Finch that's Mm -hmm. what happened I came back to LA to finish the ballad that I was working on for the artist because they needed a ballad. And I'm a ballad guy. Mm-hmm. Guardian Angel, Cat and Mouse. You know, I've, I've got quite a few big ballads out there. So um, I get brought in on that type of stuff a lot. And I, it was okay day. Whatever didn't really go that well. Went back to the hotel. I was just gonna chill and drink and watch TV. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds completely dumb, but that's what <laughs> I was gonna do. And I got a hotel. I used to smoke cigarettes a lot, two packs a day. It was bad. I'm a bad man. <laughs> so I found a hotel in LA this if you from LA you know how crazy this is you could smoke and the Wi-Fi was free oh, I was man. like whoa okay so you know that was my plan and then Lee was like hey dude don't just sit in the hotel all night it's LA let's go do something and I'm like what go drink at a bar all night and I'm not interested like I've done it too many times I'd yeah. rather do that here you know where there's no line for my bathroom and you know I can watch whatever I want mm-hmm. same accomplish the same goal so he uh, was like, no, dude, you're not going to do that. Like, you're going back to Middleburg tomorrow. Like, you are coming out with me tonight. We're going to go. Oh, oh, Finch is playing. Mm. And I was like, ah, it's probably sold out. <laughs> He's like, ah, oh, it is sold out. But I know that it's <laughs> So that's the preamble. So anyway, he goes back and forth and get, I, I don't know what happened. But, you know, got big timed by somebody. So we didn't get tickets. We couldn't get in. Yeah. Even though we're both mega Finch fans. And I'm um, pretty sure he knows one of the guys. But I don't know him. But big fan, big fan. Um, already seen him a bunch of times. So they um, were going to do a girls night and then he just called them and was like, uh, we're not going to the show anymore. What are you guys doing? And they're like, oh, our plans fell apart too. So that's how everything started. And then literally where my first lyric starts is what happened after that, mm-hmm. you know, we all met up. So it was really kind of a work party. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of the people that were working at the studio. And then uh, Lee's girlfriend, Jacqueline, who happened to be Angela, my current wife, my wife now at the time they were best friends and roommates Mm -hmm. so I didn't know how they were all connected so everybody kind of knew everybody except for me I only knew one person Lee. yeah and then the whole rest of the bulbous group were people I'd never met before so it was a little awkward for me but I'm also just that kind of person like I like we spoke about earlier I don't jump into conversations but if I got a homie from Middleburg with me then I'm feeling pretty relaxed yeah you know so that was it. That was, that's how we actually got put together was two different situations we were supposed to be having, and both fell through, and we wound up just bringing the groups together. Yeah. and then right off the bat, um, you know she, I remember the first thing she ever asked me was, what do you, what do you know about the holographic universe?" <laughs> which is just not that's usual not usually the starter opening no. line. You no. Know? And I was like, um, a lot actually. And then, <laughs> That was it. I mean, we just started talking, just like they say, you know, just from there. And then we hung out all night and made fun of all the bougie L.A. socialites and um, because they think they're cool. But really, everyone's making fun of them. You know what I mean? Like they don't get that. And then we bonded over that, too. And then later on, the craziest thing for me is later on, the whole party moved to her house. So it's not like just me and her were at her house. Everybody went over there and I, um, she brought me into our bedroom because that's where her studio is, kind mm-hmm. of like your setup, which is, in a, you could call this a bedroom if you yeah. want to. Um, it's whatever your mind makes it. Mm-hmm. But what was wild is her studio setup was my exact setup. She had my exact same interface, the same doll, the same microphone, the same chain. Wow! I mean, it was crazy. I was like, the same cans. I was like, yeah. what's going on here? Did, did you like come steal all of my stuff? <laughs> like, it's just really crazy. So like, it is. a lot of those little moments were happening. Yeah. You know, and was, I'd never met a girl that was an engineer, that was also a songwriter, that was also a singer, because usually you're one of the three. Yeah. Not all three. And um, I'm all three. Yeah. So it was pretty wild, man. Yeah. And, you know, here we nice. are. Here we are, nice. like years later.
0: Yeah. Well, so uh, the song, obviously. Uh it's it's got a Star Wars theme. Uh and I noticed you took a trip to Star Wars Galaxy Edge yes, at Disneyland. How big of a, a a Star Wars fan are you?
2: Well there's another song on the album also that I guess I can't really talk about yet Anyway, <laughs> um that one's even more. It's even, go even more, more
0: leaning into it. Yeah, huh? so this okay.
2: one um, I mean, you know, if, if you know me, you know, I'm just Star Wars dork all the way as hardcore as you can get. I actually did um, a piece for Star Wars Insider nice. back in like 09. Uh, me and Claudio from uh, um, Code and Canberra used to walk around Warp Tour with our Jedi robes on. <laughs> everybody made fun of us back then because, you know, Force, Awakens hadn't, Force yeah. Awakens hadn't came out yet. And everybody looked at Star Wars as this like archaic like used to be cool kind of thing but like only for super dorks and now it's just been reaccepted and re-infiltrated now yeah. there's like you know the tv show is killing it and like you know it's funny how it's changed it's like it used to be this little thing that kind of we just had like the super super dedicated fans and now it's just everyone gets now everybody gets star wars but i'm not resentful because i love it that much yeah i'm just happy to see it everywhere and i loved every movie i'm the guy who loved episode one Right here. That's me. I loved episode two. Right here. <laughs> I loved episode three. Right here. Seven, eight, nine. Loved them. <laughs> and then we don't have to talk about the first three. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just as hardcore as I come.
0: Nice. Nice. Well, it's, it's, sort of like, it's sort of like Lord of the Rings was, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, before that, you right. had those people that were hardcore. dedicated to Lord of the Rings fans, like, what is that? And then the movies came out, and everybody Boom. was like, okay, we're all fans. That was all cool.
2: Every time I say keep it secret and keep it safe, keep it secret keep it safe. Yeah, yeah. they don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> they don't know anything about Lord of the Rings, man.
0: <laughs> I, I gotta say, actually, I think my favorite part about the Disneyland post were your son's uh, expressions. Yeah. Yeah. He on on the rides, he has the best, <laughs> and he has the best concern look ever. He took on the the monsters, yeah. uh, ink yeah. ride. Yeah. It was just this look, like yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't trust anything <laughs> going on in here. We joke
2: with him. Uh, she's really fun to parent with but like you know everything's a joke to us so it's going to be weird for him when he meets regular people because <laughs> you know his mom and dad are like artists like crazy super weird people so yeah. we're like okay you ready to go face your fears you know what I mean like, <laughs> <laughs> that's what we tell him before we go on monsters inc you know keep in mind if you're listening it's like cartoon disney monsters probably, yeah you know so it's we're making faces fears. that's all
0: and his his name is is uh, wolfgang yeah and uh angela told me it was a split for you guys she was more on the mozart side you were more on the van halen side as far as that's right nice
2: you know we met wolfgang yeah van halen yeah and um it was awesome man i mean we got to see him sound check and of course my first question is are you any good (laughs) <laughs> and he is and he was man he, he was shredding it we were like whoa Free dude only is he good. <laughs> it's freaking really good yeah yeah, yeah. and then oh, Josh man, see,
0: their, their drummer amazes me because you know they used to talk about how Alex? You know, yeah. yeah he's amazing how Eddie would always be practicing non-stop like you know 12 hours a day on the guitar And Alex would just
2: show up and just be like, oh, so
0: anyways, here we go. And just all around the kit. And you're like, what?
2: How? I mean, he's doing stuff then that kids can't even play now. Yeah. He's an incredible drummer. Totally underrated. Love Alex Van Halen.
0: Very, very impressive. But uh, speaking about your music, you guys came out. New EP, The Emergency. Uh, So uh it's like you said it's got it's got a new take on it a little bit of a throwback to the more 90s punk sound uh was that a conscious effort to make it sound like that and were you going into the album thinking this is what we want it to sound like or did it evolve as you went
2: definitely not um you know this um whole process has just been very like okay what do you got next Mm -hmm. You know, what do you got next? What do you got next? This started off, this EP started off as a mixtape that John and Josh were working on outside of Red Jumpsuit. That's the actual reality. Then I got to hear some of it and I was like, well, I mean, we could use some of this, whatever. You know, we don't have to, it's up to you. And we didn't right away. Um, We first started talking about it back when we were tracking The Awakening. Um, That's when I first started hearing some of those demos from you guys. And then we talked about it again when we got to Australia, remember? And we wound up not putting any of that on... uh, um, I'm sure you remember. Remember the backstage in Australia? Yeah. Where oh, yeah. I think it yeah. was the first time you ever played me real world. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, of course, really, yeah. there was no name because mm-hmm. there were no lyrics because I hadn't written lyrics yet. <laughs> so yeah. it was just jam number seven or whatever <laughs> it was. Yeah. And the arrangement. Really I really hadn't knows. produced the arrangement yet, so it yeah. was all different. But it was real world, I'm pretty certain. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, anyway, anytime. so that's yeah, how that it is. started. So basically, it was me just saying, okay, what else do you got? I mean, I've been doing this a long time, so like, I can just write another gemsuit record, no problem. Yeah. I can do that. It's, we know we know that I, we all know that i can do that but this time i wanted to try to work with these guys mm-hmm. i wanted to see what we could do together yeah. i wanted to see what my songwriting with their music could blend on yeah. so really at the beginning it was just okay send me one he sent me one cool i rearranged everything sent it back to him he retracted a lot of the garbage that i sent him and made it sound good and then worked with josh at whoops sorry then we actually went on the road and in the bus we tracked out everything for real So that's how it went. So it was like skeleton, bounce around, go on the bus, track it out for real. And then with this song, um, John just sent me like a verse part, just like a verse part that was really a lot faster. And even in a different tune, um, he's like, "Ah, I don't have anything with this right now. So like, if you can do with anything with it, go ahead. And then I was like, I I slapped a whole punk song around it. I mean, he was like, whoa, what happened? I was like, well, here's how I'm hearing it. (laughs) Yeah. So like it just came out of nowhere. I don't know. Like if he never would have sent me that verse, my brain wouldn't have went I wouldn't have picked up an acoustic and just started writing the song. It had nothing to do with the verse. You know, and then we but we made it work. I was like, I like what you got, but can you make it fit what I got? Yeah. That was the thing. And he did. He sent me back a verse right after that that was more fitting to where like where the direction I was going and boom, all of a sudden the song was finished. And then all I had to do was write lyrics.
0: Nice. Well, you, do, you, do you like the, the challenge, the switch-up of, of writing harder. with uh, with other people and yeah. and music? But they're really good. Music?
2: You know, if they weren't, I just wouldn't. Yeah. Like I said earlier, everybody knows I can just write us another jumpsuit album. Yeah. I've been doing it a long time. And then, yeah. okay guys, write your parts on top of my template, essentially. Which is what most bands operate like. Yeah. But we haven't always had to do that. So when I encounter, when the guys in the band are writing good stuff, and they're willing to share it. I mean, they also could have just said no. They could have not sent me anything. That's also an option. So everybody has to kind of work together. We all have to agree to work together. And I don't have anybody on a contract in this band. It's always an open door policy. Anyone's free to leave whenever they want. It's not a prison. So the same thing goes for writing. So when I tell people, okay, I'm writing. I tell everybody, okay, we're recording. Mm -hmm. There's a window. You better pitch me what you got. You better send me what you got, because I'm really fast. I'm as fast as they come and if you don't give it to me it'll be on the next record or the record after that so luckily for me um they were willing to work with me because i did really like what i heard yeah but i knew it needed to be arranged differently and that's what i happen to be really great at so i fixed the arrangements i worked with both of them they continued to just add more and more and more parts then we brought it to the rest of the band rady and joe we tracked it all on the bus while we were on tour and then john mixed it all
0: nice we're really happy with it yeah, uh, yeah. Is that an
1: accurate description? Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's how yeah, I remember it, it right there. <laughs> I do want to add one thing that I think is yeah. so cool about <clears throat> Particularly the first single mm-hmm. you brought up like the 90s punk mm-hmm. sound 100% it is that but I also like the first time I ever heard this like polished clean and done mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god. This is a new-age anime opening, like 100% <laughs> and I see YouTube comments saying that it sounds I like Japanese seen. metal Anime and that's the first thing I thought of and yeah, everyone's hearing like the nineties punk and it couldn't be like more opposite of styles. Yeah. But yet it's it, it perfectly well. that. I have so I love an that. anime content. That's the first thing I went with. I was yeah, like, this yeah. is a, like Dragon Force like anime intro. I'm hearing <laughs> but everyone's talking about a punk song. I'm like, I'm hearing a metal song. Let's go.
0: <laughs> nice. Nice.
1: It's cool. I like that.
0: So it came out and it came out great. Yeah,
1: we I'm really it. happy with it. I mean,
2: For you that. know, whatever, we love it. Really? Am. Yeah. People do or they don't. Yeah, I mean nice. So what's what's the
0: plans for the rest of 2020 what do you guys have on schedule for the rest of 2020
2: um right now we're just you know you know killing it in a small pond you know mm-hmm. loving that um just had a lot of sellouts the last couple of weeks just that's all you can hope for in a band mm-hmm. you know you go on tour you want to sell shows out yeah um so it's just been a really great reaction from all the fans thank you to everybody that came to this last tour dallas salt lake vegas Reno, Nashville, Atlanta, uh, Crystal yeah. River. River. You know, everybody was uh, just every show was awesome, man. So I just want to thank everybody. If anybody's watching, it was killer. You know, you were there. It was just the energy was ripped, and it's not always that way. Yeah. You know, when we especially, you know, when you put out a new song, that's how you know that year's gonna go. Mm-hmm. So like to get such an awesome response in February, early March, we're feeling pretty good. Nice. You know, and i have only heard one. To be honest with you, on a scale out of one out of ten on strength for the EP, I'd put that song at a seven. The stronger songs, no, nice. so like we're feeling pretty good about it, you know. But that doesn't mean anything other than the fact that we're feeling good about it, <laughs> so it's like whatever, yeah.
0: Well, you guys got some shows coming up in California next, uh, with I Set to Kill and Dead American, and then you're off to Australia again, right?
2: Yeah, we, I'm not exactly sure, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about no. that, but as you've seen, there's been a lot of world cancellations south yeah. West, southwest, so um. I have not been given the word to actually talk about that, but I, I, you know, I mean, you brought it up, so it's probably not going to happen. Oh, okay. I'm going to say probably not going to happen, yeah. Okay. a little birdie is shaking his head saying, you know, but hey, you know, it's just if that, if that does actually, that's not confirmed, so I don't, I don't want yeah. anyone to get freaked out, but um, if it does happen, we don't ever cancel, it's just a postponement. Nice. If we just move it over there. We always still play, so and all the other bands that we we're supposed to be playing have already agreed to that too. So nice. worst-case scenario, if we do, if anything happens, that'll be moved. But that's outside of the U.S. Yeah, Nothing in the Australia. US yeah. Yeah. Disclaimer. Nothing in the U.S. <laughs> that we have booked is in question. All nice. of our shows have gone off without a hitch, and going yeah, to be really great. Yeah. So California should be awesome, is what we're thinking. Yeah. Um, that's what we're planning on. Awesome. Half the show's are already sold out, so I'm hoping, you know, like, <laughs> I'm hoping California plays along, but we'll <laughs> see what the governor decides.
0: Yeah. All right, guys. Well... Uh, we got to wrap this up, but I want to thank you guys for taking the time so much for coming on the show. It's been Absolutely. great.
4: Thank you. Thank
0: you so All right, guys. Uh, you can check out everything Jumpsuit Apparatus at www.redjumpsuit.com uh, and follow them on Instagram at Red Jumpsuit. Right now, let's take a listen to that single uh, a long time ago in, in a galaxy called L.A. right here on the Doc G Show.
5: I remember when we met you, we Right when i
0: here on the doc g show that was red jumpsuit apparatus once again in the house now that's right dave i would like to make a note since we pre-recorded that they have uh they have canceled those shows in california so for anybody for anybody out there that was like oh whoa whoa what they are not social they they are social distancing they canceled those shows so those sadly yeah, those shows are the best they, yeah those shows aren't there they're looking out for the welfare of their fans don't work that's right it's that they, they did cancel them but it's sad but necessary uh yeah Nonetheless, Dave, that was a great interview, man. I uh, I love that interview. You know, a lot of good questions in there, man. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I felt a little, sure. I'll be honest, I felt a little dumb a when I asked uh, what would they walk out on a date on, and they were giving me these serious answers like abusing Call animals, and I was like, what? oh, I was just gonna go with quickly. Jordan's the greatest. <laughs> but then again, we all know, Dave, I take Jordan seriously, so so true. You, 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 can't be tell- you, you can't be telling me that Jordan's not the greatest. I will lose it. By the way, Dave, I was in the gym before we started social distancing just the other day, and a dude was wearing a shirt that said LBJ greater than MJ. Huh? I almost lost it, Dave. I almost lost it. I was like, are you serious? Let me ask you something. Is six greater than three? Oh, it is. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, End of discussion. That's right. End of discussion. Not only that, but his player rating during playoffs goes up, say what? and it's the greatest of all time. He is the goat for a reason. Jeez. Sorry. Sorry. Wow. Of course. Rant over. <laughs> of course, I didn't say any of that because I'm a giant nerd, and I just looked at his shirt and was like, mm, noted, and then went on to my workout, you know. But uh. I kept it in the back of my mind, obviously. Anyways, I got sidetracked. Fantastic interview with Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. Check out their new EP. It is fantastic. Do it. It's a good EP, man. It's got a fresh flavor for them. Uh, As you heard from the band, a lot of input by Josh and John on the music. Pretty great stuff, man. So true. Need to check it out. Uh, Also, obviously, check out all their old stuff, too. It's just good. It's just good. Check out the new EP, The Emergency, The Old Stuff, Don't You Fake It, it, The Awakening, all kinds of good stuff. All kinds of good stuff. I can't wait to hear that new uh, cover they got coming out of Higher Love. I want to compare it against the higher love of uh, steel pulse. That's a fact. Uh, steel pulse, yep. I mean, that's one of my favorite eighties jams of all time. Higher love's just a jam. And just Who doesn't just doesn't just, just, it. To, just to do it again, Dave.
5: Bring me a higher love. Oh Wow. Wow. Bring me a higher love.
0: Oh my gosh. Such a good jam. You can put that in with all the other Yeah. There you go. There you go. Uh, Dave, it is time for the last uh, birthday suit. Are you ready?
3: Let's go, buddy.
0: Okay, here we go. This one, Word. pretty confident. Like I said, I wasn't sure about the uh, queen. But hey, who knows? I may be wrong. I may have had them switch. You may have got Queen Latifah, not this one. We'll see. Here we go. Oh. But I'm confident you got this one. Word. Our birthday suit okay. wearer was born on March 18, 1962 in Baltimore, Maryland. At a young age, our birthday suitware became interested in the Boy Scouts, and he became an Eagle Scout in 1979. In 2012, our birthday suitware was honored uh, with the Distinguished Eagle Scout Award. Jeez, yeah. Yeah. He ended up uh, going to college at Towson University for a degree in communications. When he graduated, he started working for PBS and hosted a show called Your New Home in Baltimore. Mm. In 2003, he got an opportunity hosting and narrating a show for the Discovery Channel. He started narrating Mm -hmm. Deadliest Catch and hosting Dirty Jobs. The show Dirty Jobs ended in 2012. However, he still narrates Deadliest Catch. Mm. In 2015, he started a show that was very similar to Dirty Jobs called Somebody's Got to Do It on CNN. Name that birthday suit wear. Mm. Dude, I I have like the
3: picture of it in my head, but I can't think of
0: I was wrong. Oh man, I thought you would Ooh, know this is. one for sure. No idea. Um, I'll give you I'll give you initials. M R.
3: Michael. Yeah. Uh,
0: Mike's right.
3: Uh, mm,
0: I don't have it. Mike Rowe. Mike Rowe. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I wouldn't have had that. Man, I thought no. you would have Girl, come on. I thought I thought everybody dug on some dirty jobs, man. I love dirty I, jobs. You know, I
3: watched Dirty Jobs a few times, but I, The the guy's face isn't coming to me, so. There's some jobs you
0: gotta really appreciate that people do, man. There was one where where they were in the sewer and they were literally in the sewer that was just covered with roaches and rats. And they were just running through and I was just like, woo! Ew. Not for me. Not no, for sir. me, but yeah, Couldn't man. did not pay me enough. Mike Rowe, man. Mike Rowe turning the big oh, 58. Happy birthday, Mike Rowe. 58, 58 man. Jeez. Mm-hmm. He's got a good voice for narration. You gotta give it up. I mean, that's a solid, if you ever watch Deadliest Catch, he does a good job narrating yes! it. So. Yes! Yeah, yeah, he does do it. Yeah. Yeah, he does a lot of... Okay. Okay. Co- I got it, I'm looking him up
3: now. The face. Yeah, yeah I, yeah. I wouldn't have gotten his name, but I recognize him.
0: Familiar face. Here, I thought you were like a Mike Rowe fanatic. I didn't know you were a Queen Latifah fanatic. Yes! No, I'm
3: <laughs> Queen Latifah over Mike Rowe. It's
0: completely wrong. <laughs> I was completely wrong. But nonetheless, happy birthday, 58, for Mike Rowe. Yeah, yes. happy birthday. Dave, we have fantastic shows coming up. I'm going to keep a couple of them. As em. always. I'm going to keep a couple of them hidden. That's right. I'm just going to tell you the next one. We've got... Oh. Na- Next on the show, we've got none other than Lori Lieberman. Lori Lieberman's had this illustrious Alrighty. career in songwriting and uh, and music in general. So She true. wrote the song "Killing Me Softly," Dave.
4: Yeah. Say who? Oh. Yeah,
0: yeah, the song that you know from the Fugees, that you know from mm-hmm. Roberta Flack. She wrote the original song "Killing Me Softly." That was her. Wow! Yeah, crazy man. Talent. We're gonna, we're gonna have her on the show next week. I can't wait. By the way, Dan did a fantastic drawing of her for the show next week. Oh, Be on the God. lookout. It's a great, a great drawing of her. But nonetheless, we got to wrap it up. This has been a fantastic show. This has been a great show. I hope it got everybody off The topic of virus for a little bit. I hope it was entertaining for everybody. Uh, You need to tune in next week because it's going to be more of the same next week. It's going to be more fantastic show. All right. Uh, Until then, I have been your host, Doc G, with me as always, Dave Burles, Berlin.
3: We're socially distancing the Doc
0: G show until next Wednesday. Yes. So, yes. Be ready. then on Wednesday, get ready for the fun. Warp. It's coming at you. And until and then, the funk. zip it up and zip it out.
3: zippity doo da <laughs>